Yeah, we got a pretty good schedule here today. Uh, we're going to be talking on the NFL. Week 7 just passed, I believe. Eagles lost to the Raiders in Vegas. Hopefully everybody had a good time outside of the game. Vegas is a wonderful city. Still on my bucket list on needing to get there. Never been. Never been. Never been. Never been. Okay, we'll go. I promise you we'll go one day. Awesome. And uh, we're also going to talk about the week, rest of the week. You know, are the Cincinnati Bengals Royal Cardinals still undefeated? What is going on with the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. Is your is your fantasy team doing well like Mark's or is yours on life support like mine's? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say mine's going well. I mean, are you I'm over, in, I'm are you over in, 500? Nah, I'm I'm uh I'm 3 and 4. Oh, well, I'm 2 and 5, so. Oh, yeah, okay. It could yeah. be could be worse. Yeah. Could be worse. Uh, well, looks like I got to make one of those uh magical spectacular runs like I did last year. I <laughs> I mean, remember I made the playoffs at six and seven. I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't even know what's happening, but it, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I just, I know we're going to talk about it when we get to the Eagles, but man, like as far as fantasy with this stuff that's happening with Jalen Hurts, who's a top five fantasy quarterback, I'd be very upset if they bench him. Yeah, let's just to say the least. Yeah, if only fantasy translates to real life. And also, we're going to talk about the NBA. Uh, how well, the, how the Sixers faring well? If you had to grade them on how they're going up Ben Simmons, their game tonight on the ESPN against the New York Knicks. Yep. Other NBA teams, you know, surprised just like the Hornets and the Bulls had disappointments so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna also have you know the always wonderful segment with Carm's Corner. Yep. And. Uh, and everybody else. Um, so, if you want to call or join the discussion, Mark, drop that call number. Of course, 215-763-9596. Oh, by the way, before we, you know, dive down to the Eagles. Oh, snap, we got a first. Is this a caller? 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Hello? All right. All right, false alarm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, if you want to call back, you know, we're here. Yeah, we here. We talk. We're talking everything. Yeah. Talking everything. Yeah. So I got an update uh, last night that Sue Bird is still mulling retirement. However, she still might be coming. But she might want to come back for a nineteenth season to go play in the new arena for the Seattle Storm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I'm excited. I hope she does come back. I really want to see her come back. I really do. Like I'm like upset that I just started watching WNBA because I really want to see her play. Yeah, she was tough in her prime. Like super tough. Yeah. That'd be that'd be dope. I mean, the thing with uh, Seattle having that new state of the art arena is that that opens up opportunities to put an NBA team back there. So they already got the uh, what is it, the Kraken? Yeah. For NHL, the Seattle Kraken, and then they uh, they got the uh, Seattle Storm. So I think that's going to be a great opportunity to put an NBA team back up there. Bring I believe back they the also Supersonics. have a soccer team also there as well. Yeah, but the, you know, but a day like today, yeah. it's like how it is in Seattle. That I don't know. I, I would listen to R&B every single day living there. I'd be, uh You'd be surprised. Is is that a bad thing? <laughs> no. I, I just hate the way people always talk about Seattle. Like, yeah, we need to bring basketball back to Seattle. It's like, basketball is in Seattle. You guys just don't watch it. It's the nah, storm. you know what they mean. I know what they mean, but it's still so sexist. It's like, basketball is in Seattle. Like, I get it. They want to see the men, but you have a women's team that has won a championship and championship competitors the past, like, four seasons, five seasons. And they got, like, a legendary Hall of Famer on their team. They got, like, an all-pro, um, you know, forward on their team with Stewie. So, like, you have a poppin' team. You're just not watching it. So, get get woke and tune into the storm. Mm-hmm. I get that. So they're like they're not even appreciating like the talent they have right there in their backyard. Like you can see those games probably for reasonable prices compared to the NBA game. 
Yeah, that's true. And the last time they was there, well, I don't think it was much of Well, it was kind of the, the owner kind of screwed the Sonics out of other teams, so that's why they moved to Oklahoma City. I don't, I don't really know the situation. It was just, like, weird to me. It's like, okay, one, one year we got KD and the uh, green and gold, and then next year, you know, he's in this baby blue in Oklahoma City. Yeah, but if a team probably has to go back to Seattle, my money's probably on the Pelicans. They might as well. They stink. Yeah. Even even Joel said like one of the great things he loves about playing in Philly is like how the fan participation. He said he walked out in that first game against New Orleans. It was like ain't nobody here. I can't I can't play here. You know, ain't nobody here. And I and I and I dig that. I dig that. It probably felt like a practice. There's like five people in there. Yeah, but I can imagine those ticket prices being like. Oh no! I remember when I was in New Orleans. Uh, what was it back in April? I saw tickets to the Pelicans game for twenty bucks. I could have went, but it was super short notice. I was just like, eh. Who Who are they playing? Um, I want to say it was like Charlotte. Huh. But twenty bucks for a Pelicans game and Zion was healthy. Uh-huh. That's That's not bad. And And Lamelo's must see now. Yeah. So, but there, I mean, there's much better things to do in New Orleans, but watch a basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's y'all, uh, let's dive into it, you know, talk about what happened on Sunday at, uh, what what time does that start? 425 in, yeah. in Las Vegas. First off, I want to say that I feel absolutely terrible for the people who save their hard-earned money to fly out to Vegas, right, which is, I don't know, $800, let's just say $800. Then you pay for tickets, might have ran you like $300. Bucks. Um, then you pay for a hotel, might run you like $400. Bucks. And then all types of spending money to go watch that disastrous football team. It was absolutely disgusting. So I feel bad for the people who went. The people that I know who did go I know. looked like they had a ball looked like they had a blast but it wasn't because they watched their philadelphia eagles it's because the fact that they were in las vegas not because of the eagles that game was an absolute disaster the one bright spot but i don't even know how bright it is this is just how you know that it's more of jeffrey lurie and howie roseman calling the show was the opening drive it took about seven plays for the eagles to actually go ahead score a touchdown and get a first quarter lead very fast getting the game plan going with Miles Sanders, actually running the ball from under center, which who would have thought that that's something that you can do in football, running the ball under center. And then when you run the ball under center, uh, something special like play action happens, then you're able to get wide receivers wide open because you establish the run and then you get an early touchdown. Unfortunate, Miles Sanders got hurt. The game plan got scrapped, and we went exactly to what we've been doing the entire season. This is how you know that Nick Seriani is such a freaking novice. The fact that you just built a game plan for specifically Miles Sanders is mind-blowing to me. You still have Devontae Smith, who was your number one draft pick. You still have freaking Jalen Hurts for heaven's sake. The ball. You got Dallas Goddard. And, oh, the guy that you love so much, Kenneth Gamewell, that you completely scrapped the whole freaking game plan. It makes zero sense. Zero sense whatsoever. The worst thing that happened was Miles Sanders going down, and it's not truly because of the injury. It's because, once again, Nick Sariani was exposed. He continues to get exposed. He, this guy isn't a good coach. I'm tired of people saying give him time. That, that give people time stuff, especially in a professional setting, it's just not it. I've, I've said this for the past three weeks. There's 32 of these jobs 
and you're talking about give this man time. We've seen what we've seen, and at this point, it really comes down to it being a Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman thing because the fact that we still have the same exact issues that we had with Wentz and Doug Peterson that we're seeing all over again. Now we got a – oh, almost dropped the F-bomb. Now we got a freaking another quarterback controversy coming up with Gardner Minshew now being activated. Like, this is an absolute joke of an organization. Minshew mania, baby. I'm good, bro. This is a joke of an organization. I'm still going to watch even though my feelings are super hurt. Bro, you have no stake in this. I got my my hair is. So Anybody tell you to do that. Well, no, you're the one to go to me on. I mean, I mean, I, I asked you yeah, on because yeah, I was yeah, positive, yeah, yeah, yeah. but now we now we know. And then here's another thing that's crazy to me, right? Yeah. So, like, if you're a general manager and you bomb on a draft, you bomb on free agents for multiple years, three to four years, typically you get fired. Am I correct? What? Yeah. Yeah, but how is Howie still with the job? The last time, like, he really hit on the draft was umpteen years ago. The, when's the last time he had a good free agency year? The last time he was had a good free agency year was the year we won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, he's been super poo poo and mediocre. It's it's been bad. It's been it's been bad. So at the end of the day, you I feel like super poo poo, man. You've been finding new words in your vocabulary, huh? I know. It's just, I mean, you know, that's definitely a step down from my vernacular vocabulary from last week. Yeah. So yeah, no, he's just been super poo poo, and I'm 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 just done with Bull. He's a weirdo. He's a dweeb. <laughs> you can definitely tell that. Um, Jeffrey Laurie is running the team for real, for real. Like, like Roseman is a puppet master. Like I, that that little college football stuff they keep trying to do is just not working. Not working. Okay, so this is actually interesting. So I need to try to screenshot at this for for today's show. So Howie Roseman's day one and day two picks since 2016. Obviously, day one means first rounder. Day two means second and third round picks. This goes back to 2016. Carson Wentz, Isaac Samalu. Derek Barnett, Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas, Dallas Goddard, Andre Dillard, Miles Sanders, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, Davion Taylor, Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson, Milton Williams. Only about, like, five of them were good. And, like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And the only pro bowler is Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's the last pro bowler that they've had. Yeah. And he's obviously gone to a much better place than Oh, uh, relax. No one was saying it was a much better place two weeks ago. The man had two good games. Like, we haven't seen him have two good games before. Now it's like, oh, my God, we should have kept Carson Wentz. Look at that. See? See? No, but here's the thing, though. Carson Wentz leaves, and all of a sudden, hey, maybe the Colts aren't as bad as what people originally tried to make it out to believe because he actually has a coach that, you know, this team actually gets healthy, a coach that game plans, knows how to adjust, and gets the most out of him. Meanwhile, the person that everybody assumed was, oh, Jalen Hurts galvanizes this football team a lot better than Carson Wentz. The same problems is still here post-Carson Wentz, Mm -hmm. post-Doug Peterson. It's still the same thing. Yep. We're still seeing, you know, wide receivers really can't get any separation, poorly schemed. We're still seeing a lack of a running game. We're still seeing a, a quarterback that has still yet to progress in any sort of capacity whatsoever. Yeah. And probably the most vanilla defense in all of football. Trash defense. The fact that the fact that they had Derek Carr looking like freaking Peyton Manning 2.0 was what did he it was 91%, right? Yeah. You're out of your freaking mind. Yeah, Derek he, only, he only had two incompletions. And one of them was the interception. And he's good. Don't get me wrong. But he's not 91% good. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. That was like. So who's ready for Jared Goff to look like Peyton Manning? Jared Goff won't snap on us next week. 
Yo, watch play action rollout all day. They're gonna bomb us. Yeah, I would not be shocked. I would not be sh- like at this point. I would not be shocked if we lose to the to the alliance. Like there's like there's there's no way. And 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 the crazy thing is, I wouldn't be shocked if we lose to the lions, and I wouldn't feel good that we beat them either. So either way, there's just there's no there's no, no and benefit. I said this in a tweet earlier. If we lose to the lions and Jalen Hurts struggles, then to me, I'm like, all right, all bets are off. I don't care who starts quarterback next week. I don't care if we stick with Jalen Hurst or we go with Garner Minshew at this point. Because at no point you should be struggling to beat a winless Lions football team. But here's the major difference between when I watch the Lions and when I watch the Eagles. The Lions may be winless, but they give out effort. Yeah. I don't see any considerable effort in any in any phase of football with this team. Right. And we have former Super Bowl champions, guys like Lane Johnson. The only effort that I actually see from a legitimate vet- from veterans is probably Javon Hargrave. Uh, and and Jason, and Jason Kelsey. Yeah, no, I I agree. And then when you got when you got a veteran like Fletcher Cox, who's been told all his life to be aggressive and go after the quarterback, and now he's in a situation where he's covering screens, where that's something he's not used to. And he was very vocal about that during his press conference. Yeah. And honestly, I'm gonna definitely take the word over um, a former Pro Bowler, someone who's been very dominant in the NFL for years, versus this rookie wet behind the ear, breath still smelling like Similac, who's supposed to be a head coach in the NFL, and Mike Gannon. Like I'm, I'm good. Jonathan Gannon. Whatever his name is, Gannon, Rich Gannon, Dan and Yogurt. I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Carmen, what are your thoughts? <laughs> She's just been over here, you know, messing with the mic, taking her notes. Carm busy working like a Jamaican. I um, I mean, I watched the game when I, <laughs> I was helping my brother with his paper, so I was kind of occupied because mm-hmm. I felt like I started watching. I was really engaged at first, and then as I saw, like after the first drive, and then I saw when Miles went out. I was like, all right, here we go. So I just kind of like really started helping him with his paper, <laughs> but um. Like, you just did not want to play. I mean, I did watch the game. Most of the game I watched. But it's just once the Raiders just started doing whatever they want, like after we got that pick and then we didn't do anything with it, and we turned it back over to them, and they just kind of kept scoring. And, you know, they were just getting us on defense and, you know, just disrupting us. I was like, this looks – like we look bad. And it's just the defense couldn't do anything with them. We couldn't stop them again. It's just like – it's like every week it just does not change. It's like – it's all – I think every week I would say the first drive, first – like the past two games, it's been promising. Oh, wow, look at us. We, we went right down. We got we got to we gotta score, you know, quick, great, you know. And then it's just, oh, here we go. Now, now the other team gets the ball. And now we can't stop them at all. Like, like when you watch the Eagles defend, it's it's never a moment where you feel like, all right, the Eagles are going to stop them. Like, even on second, like, you know, third down. Like, it's never like, oh, yeah, we got this third down. No, you know they're going to get it. It could be third and 30 to be like, okay, they're going to give up this third Easily. one. Game. Right. Easily. Like, you're, you know they're going to get it. It's, I never felt like, oh, like we're, we got this. We're going to stop them. Like with any team, I, mind you, I watched the Bucks live. Like I watched, been watching the other games, and it just seems like the defense just sucks. I'm sorry, it just it's stale. I feel like they don't understand what is what the off the other team's offense is giving them. They don't know how to adjust, and I don't know honestly why when um, Sanders went out, and then I heard someone say like, "Oh, this messed up the whole Eagles scheme, whatever." But it's like I thought that we were trying to, you know like merge Miles Sanders out anyways. So it's like, okay, so he's out, so why don't you put in Gainwell or do whatever you were going to do anyways? Right. And that, that was went the case. Th- and that went poo-poo. Right. 
So, and then your game well messed up. But, I mean, I'm, you know, whatever. But, and then Jalen, here's the thing. I think with Jalen, it, it's just like when you're young and you're new at something, you're only as good as, like, you know, who's training you. Yep. So, Jalen doesn't really, he's not he's not being coached properly. He's not being, you know, he, he can't really get his true footing because he doesn't, not saying it's all on Sirianni because, you know, Jalen is an individual, but at the same time, he that's his coach. And this is, you know, he's a rookie quarterback. He's new. He's fresh. So I don't think that Jalen can really shine with the way this offense is going and the way, you know, we just keep on giving up the ball. You know, I don't think that he can shine at all. And whatever his good skills he has and good points he has, they just – it don't matter because he's just out there struggling. He's out there just kind of just, you know, throwing our, the ball after RPOs. He's just, you know, he's just out there looking crazy. Yeah. So I don't really blame Jalen. People would, like, want to talk so much back. And then, like – and I think that – I think what Mark was saying, how it's um Howie and – um Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey yeah, Lurie. and Laurie. And saying that it is their fault. People, but here's the thing now. You know what we're going to hear now next week, right? The call for a new quarterback. This Jalen, he's just not it. He never was it. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the well, thing, I not, mean, that's not a lie. No, but the, but the thing about it is, again, if we had a decent coach, maybe a Doug Peterson behind Jalen. Oh, God. May, I mean, listen, anybody be better than Sirianni at this it's point? It's not about uh, – I really think it's not about Sirianni anymore. It's about them. This is the style of football that they want to play. It's too much of a coincidence that we still don't have a linebacker. It's still too much of a coincidence that we don't care about running. It's still too much of a coincidence that we, like, barely have wide receivers. Like, too much of this stuff is still coincidence. Like, make it make sense. That's why, at the end of the day, it comes down from up top, and they're just trash it's at what they do. Yeah, it's an organizational philosophy. Yeah. And as long as the people on top is still going to be there, yep. nothing is going to change. That's why it's like, what's the point of having five top ten picks when Howie's picking them? Exactly. Listen, the only hope that we have now is that, listen, at this point, and I hate to say this, but I just hope this Philadelphia work. I hope the players just quit on Sirianni and just everybody else because then that will actually spark a change. Because then at that point, that's something that Jeffrey Lurie can't ignore because the one thing that coaches – I mean – but yeah, all right, let me read some of these comments. Take it easy on Hurts, fire Sirianni. Uh, yeah, Jalen, uh, yeah, Eagles need to do overhaul in the front office. The defensive coordinator is the worst of football. Carr completed 90% of his passes. That's like five weeks in a row where a quarterback has completed 80%. That's an NFL record. I hate it here. I'm going to Hurts in Arizona. <laughs> Dang. Uh, trade it, them. Who, who said that? Oh, that's Tyrell. Word. Yeah. The crazy thing is, though, Hurts oh. on that one play – Got more yak than he did in the last three seasons. That freaking blew my mind. Yeah, when I was watching, I'm just like, oh, snap, go. I'm like, wait, hold on. No. I'm like, I was just, I was I'm like, like, you don't got a 40 40 no more? Like, yeah, I said, ain't that about a, oh, I was sick. I'm like, yeah, Ertz, on National Tight End Day, I'm proud of you. He took off with 40 yards. 47, actually. Oh, excuse me. No, I, like, I can't even recall him ever doing that. Yeah, trade them picks for improving talent. I don't want. I don't want homies drafting Rattler and <laughs> we back in the situation two years ago like we were with Winston Hurts. Yep. Man. That, ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you? Let's just trade. Let's just trade one of the first round picks to get Aaron Rodgers. I'll trade two of them. I trade two of them, and Hurts. Go all defense. Trade one of those picks for Aaron Rodgers. That's all you think it can. That's all you think you need for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is gonna. Because this is probably Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay, so he's going to have a say in terms of where he's going to go. But if we're going to offer at least a first-round pick for him, maybe or maybe like two, 
because we do have the draft capital for it. Yeah. Then, it, then that's something that Green Bay was like, okay, we understand what you want, but they're giving us picks. But man. here's my thing, and it sounds beautiful. I would love Aaron Rodgers. I would also love Russell Wilson. Unless, the only way, I'm okay with it, unless they're going to give these guys the Tom Brady treatment, I don't want them. I don't want them because it's no better than the situation that they're in. The reason that those guys are both in the situation that they're in is because their organizations don't listen to them. Their organizations don't take their words into a matter to the point where it's like, okay, let me, okay, you have a point. No, they're like, no, this is what we do. You play quarterback. So unless we're going to say, hey, here are the keys, whatever you want, cool. Until then, I'm good. I don't want them. Like, the fact that Tom Brady was easily able to just bring his culture, his culture over from New England to Tampa Bay Tampa Bay are instantly winners from his culture. They go by his um, his practice schedule. They go by his plays, whatever he want to do. They do what Tom wants to do. Mm-hmm. And it's a freaking no-brainer for a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to do that for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, I don't want them here. Uh, okay, let me, let, me, let me give you the perfect scenario because, listen, it's an overcast. We're all doom and gloom. Let's just say, you know what, Jeffrey Lurie had enough. He mm-hmm. fires Howie. Okay. Aaron Rodgers comes available, they get him. Okay. Devontae Adams is also a free agent at the end of this year. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers says, I want Devontae. He says, I'll come to Philly if you get Devontae, if you sign Devontae Adams to like a four year, $85 million deal. Mm-hmm. Bam. And, and then yeah. what? Yeah, that, that that fixes your offense right there. Bang, bang. Right. Okay. You, you get Miles Sanders Jeffrey coming. Jeffrey Lurie, like, nah, I'm not paying him. Oh, well. And then here's the thing because it's not, it's not really Howie, it's Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So, all right, so Howie gets fired, even though he's not really the issue. Jeffrey Lurie gets, like, I don't know, a consultant, someone who can actually tell him about football because he doesn't have a clue with these stupid analytics. Like, if he actually, like, steps back and lets someone actually run and organize a proper football team, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that also needs to be taken into consideration because there's no way I'm going to trust these people. Mm -hmm. But, okay, here's the thing, though. If we miss, we're probably going to miss the playoffs again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so – Howie Roseman has not missed the playoffs three years in a I mean, not Howie. Jeffrey Lurie hasn't missed the playoffs in three years in a while, as long as he's been an owner. They're going to put the blame on Jalen, but go ahead. Okay, no, but all I'm saying is this. Two, two, two years in a row where he has less than 10 wins combined over these last two years and missed the playoffs both times, you know, at that point it's like, you know what? Flip's got, flip this, the flip has got to switch. Dallas is looking like Dallas is looking good. They're going to continue to be good because they know how to draft well. They actually have football minds there because Jeffrey Lord just wants to be Jerry Jones. But here's the thing. Jerry Jones knows how to actually draft. And even if it's not Jerry Jones, he's got guys in that organization that knows how to scout and get talent there. Mm-hmm. We are so behind the eight ball when it comes to talent that at that point, we kind of got to do what Tampa Bay does. But Tampa Bay still knew how to draft. Yep. Tom Brady was just a missing piece. That's it. So, at that point, if you miss the playoffs back-to-back years and has less than 10 wins in over the last 10 years, at that point, it's kind of – and this is the last city where you want to continue to underperform, especially with this being a football town. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying at that point, Rodgers or Russell Wilson is definitely might be coming here next year if this, if this continues. Yeah, I would definitely hold on to the picks for that. It's funny, though, because like now when people see me and I got my Eagles gear on and they try to talk trash to me, I just say I don't watch football. <laughs> Like I'm, I don't. I'm just not. I'm not going to bat for the Eagles anymore. It's not uh, why. I'm not going to bat for them. Like I, just, I don't watch football. Mm. I just have on the colors. I'm just trying to get whatever's free because mm. I have this hoodie on. 
I'm just saying, I can't wait for that fir- first day of free agency in March. As soon as I get that news, that Aaron Rodgers in the Philly, give me that midnight green number twelve Rodgers jersey. Man, I don't know, man. It just, just doesn't seem realistic. Nothing seems realistic. I'm just. I mean, Philly just. And, it's not. It's not Philly. It's just. No, I mean, what I'm saying. I know. I understand. Wh- I understand what it is, but I'm just saying, just to say, Philly just ain't, ain't, ain't looking like a destination these days. I mean, just the way we handle everything. Listen. From the Sixers to the Eagles. It's just a hot mess. Like, who want to, honestly, I, now I understand people will say, here's the thing. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the Sixers later, but I just want to say that I think the perception of us has been painted and it's, and it's very deliberate what the perception is of us. And I don't think we do anything to help that perception. Oh, so. no. <laughs> I don't think we do anything wrong. Oh, I don't know. No, nah, there's, there, there are some, no, nah, the thing is, is that it's also media based. They're going to highlight, you know, the extreme fans to paint all of us. Right. I mean, granted, it's not all of us, but the very few that they are, they get magnified to make it seem like it's all of us. Yeah, the fact that they still talk about sno- throwing snowballs at Santa Claus, like, oh, my God, shut where, up. Where nobody was even alive. Nobody we're, cares. Or the person that was even talking about it, he's not even alive. <laughs> right, and then, and then the fact that a freaking white man in a red suit sneaking in my house and I don't even have a chimney, yeah, I throw snowballs at him too, all right? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just, wow. I'm just saying. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday, guys. It's Tuesday. Did you got breaking news? No, nothing. Oh. No, it's nothing. just no, no. Somebody, somebody messaged me saying it is Philly. It was never a destination. No, listen. Here's the thing. Philly were not a destination. But you want to know something? If that money right, everybody's got a price. Ted DiBiase. I guess. I mean, Bryce. I mean, Philly's not. I mean, was. Do you think we was Bryce Harper's first choice? No. Nah. You paid them the most. If you pay somebody enough, they will walk barefoot through hell. And I'm saying, if you're, if we are willing, if, Je- if Jeffrey Lurie at that point, if this continued to go and he decides to clean house and realize that maybe getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers to bridge over these next few years while I get somebody in charge to try to get us back on track in terms of kind of thick, kind of alleviates the pain, kind of band-aids it, then he's, then I'm pretty sure he's willing to pay that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you would hope, but I don't know. I just feel like his his ego is just so massive right now. Like, I, I it, the, And this is all what happens when you win one Super Bowl. Yeah. But, like, his ego is just super massive right now. It, it just, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. The fact, like, and here's the thing, right? So, you know, typically, like, when you win a Super Bowl, okay, yeah, it's rare to repeat in the NFL, but at least you're, like, still, like, a competitor. Like, mm-hmm. you go back, you might lose in the playoffs, maybe, like, the second, third round. But, like... Then, like, you still, like, you compete, but you don't just, like, fall off the face of the earth. Right. And that's literally what happened. Yeah. Like, everybody everybody capitalized off that Super Bowl. Doug was writing books. We got other people writing books. Everybody's getting money. Like, everybody eating off that Super Bowl. Like, this is the point where I don't even want to hear about that Super Bowl anymore. It was great for the moment. Now we're back to being more pitiful than I could ever remember. Like, it's freaking sad. I knew for a fact, like... When I had Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb, I knew for sure we were going 10-6. and six. Now I don't have a freaking clue. And I've said this before. Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb are the reason why you could easily look at the Eagles and not even the schedule and just say, we're going 10-6 because you knew we had a solid quarterback and we got a solid coach. And we haven't had that stability since those two. It's been nothing but a dumpster fire. I mean, we also did Jim, I mean, Jim Johnson was pretty cool too. Yes. What a freaking legend. That's the last time our defense was actually good. That's the last time we had linebackers. Yeah. This is wild. 
literally. I don't know what to say. It's yeah. just like, wow. And once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJY yeah, and running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call the join the discussion. Of course, 215-763-9596. Listen, the, li- listen the, line, the lines are open, so we got plenty of people in the comments airing their grievances. Uh, Tyrell says, I need Odell Beckham, I need Aaron Rodgers, and I need Khalil Mack from the Bears, or Russell Wilson. I'm like, you know what, man? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, Anybody but Deshaun Watson. I'm good off Deshaun Watson. Anybody but. Deshaun Watson's not coming here. I know he ha- he has a no trade clause too. Yeah, so he has like, to approve. He's it. either probably going to go to Miami or probably Denver. But here here's my thing though: the people that want Deshaun Watson here are out of their mind. Number one, right? And we've talked about this before. If it's like two or three, I'm not saying it's okay, right? But 22, you did that, bro. You did that. You did all that, bro. 22. That's a lot of women. Yeah. No, and I don't want to hear people comparing women to freaking dogs. All right. Get out of my face with that. I, I said this on Twitter. If, if the Eagles somehow pull it off and get Deshaun Watson here, I will no longer support that football team as long as he's on the team. That's right, Mark. What you mean? It's women we talking about. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? Damn right. People are like, oh, so we should look into Watson? I mean, I get it. He, he you know. I'm like, what? What do you mean I get it, you know? Yeah. Do you know, what the, you know what's going on here with just the Sixers and Eagles? Like... I can't, I love talking sports every freaking week because every week it's something new. I feel bad for people in Seattle. Ain't nothing popping there. At least I don't think there is. Hey, man, they got super. Bro, our, we're good, bro. We got Ben Simmons drama. We got more quarterback controversy. Our head coach still sucks. Like, we got so much drama here, and they uh. want to go after Deshaun Watson. Like, uh, it's just, it's, uh, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Well, another news. <laughs> No, I'm just uh, saying. Like, I don't see. support that. Uh, let's see, Drench Productions. Oh, uh, that's uh, DeAndre. He was on the show a few weeks ago. My Niners are playing terrible too. Breaking news: I'm jumping down with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G is cheeks. He's been cheeks. He played one good season with New England, and they tried to anoint him as the next Tom Brady, and he's never been close. That defense carried them to the Super Bowl. Like, he's never been close. Like, Trey Lance still not the official starter. I think Trey Lance is hurt. That's why. Uh, well, hey, Cam Newton's hiring. Yeah, but. I mean, he's available. I'll take Cam. Jesus Christ. I'll no. take anybody. Well, honestly, at this point, it's like, when I, lo- watch the, I watch that 49ers game, I'm like, and I really thought to myself, I'm like, I think I may have got caught too when I was thinking about this. I'm like, yeah, Kyle Shanahan's a little, uh, Kyle Shanahan's overrated for me. I think because when you script, I think he's good when he's on script. And obviously, you know, you scrape your first 15 plays like when you obviously start off. Yeah. But it's like when you get down and you got to adjust, he doesn't adjust well. Right. We've seen it in Atlanta. We've seen it during the Super Bowl. And we're seeing it now. Even with – I understand you got injuries. But at some point, it's like you're on pace to have your fourth losing season in five years. Yeah. So, like, some, so at some point, the wheels have got to give off, man. I agree. And I think, like, if John Lynch wants to keep his job, I think Kyle Shanahan's got to get fired. Otherwise, if he's going to stick with him – Eventually, they're both going to get canned. Probably. I think. I think 49ers wise, I think they drafted pretty well, but I think Kyle Shanahan's like just. I don't think he's just the guy. I agree, and then also I just don't like the fact that every team feels like they're a quarterback away. Like every team is not a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Like it's it's not true. So like I feel like they're okay with what they have. They just got to fill in other holes, just like the Eagles. Like not every team is a quarterback away. Yeah, let's see. Kyle's on the hot seat right now. The league is called up to him. I agree. Our running game is killing the Colts, but then we run away from it. Yeah, exactly. 
if it's a monsoon game, you got to keep running the football. That's if not, you it's don't, not exciting. Yeah. But the crazy thing is the run makes the play makes the pass so much better. Yeah. You know what you know you know the funny thing is is that I one person I I can never beat in Madden is my is my friend Hodges. Mm. You want to know why? Because he plays boring football. He, yeah. he runs the football. Yeah. And then, like, if it's third and long, he does, like, a play action, gets the first time. I never get an opportunity on offense. Yeah. And then I'm just like, bro, he's like, throw it. He's like, I, why, why do I, want, why do I got to right, throw it? Right, right, And I'm just like, oh, so this is what it's like. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> That's you know what? B- boring football is actually. wins games. Yeah, boring football wins games. Literally. That's how I play on uh, NCAA 2014. Run, run, run. And then hit you with the play action. And, and I run from out the eye. And I do the play action from out the eye. That's why I was talking about the eye form yeah. or the strong, you know what I mean, or the weak. You know what I mean, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, no. But everything's out of be on a shotgun. Four wide, trips bunch. Shotgun, ooh, RPL, ooh. Like you're really fooling me with a run from a passing formation. You know, Chip Kelly would have a field day with this offense right now. Oh, my God. I don't know, though. I don't know. This no, let's be pressing, yo. Listen, if Chip Kelly can get 27 touchdowns and two, two picks out of Nick Foles, Imagine what he could do with a guy with Jalen. Imagine what we could do with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. Yeah, he'd probably be freaking great, to be honest. Yeah, he'd probably be great. You know, yeah, and you but know, at the, yeah, and at the very least, we'll have one of the best offenses in the league on a consistent basis, but still anchored by a terrible defense. Right. But at least we'll still be in game. Even our screens look dumb. Like they don't even look like good screens. They yeah. look like dumb screens. Like he be having like one lead blocker. Like what? How you let? How you just let the defensive line attack you? Is Jason Kelsey. And my man got one lead blocker. Is Jason Kelsey a lead blocker? I don't freaking know. If it if it is, I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just it, the, the screens are terrible. Right. Everything's terrible. So we're oh, out. Man. So so we're out on Sirianni. So who do you guys want next to be the coach then? If Sirianni gets only one year, I want a black coach. Barack Obama. I want Eric Bieniemy. I want Eric being me. Okay. I know I know what's happening. Mike Tomlin would be cool, but he just snapped today because they tried to say he was a uh, trying to go to USC. Co- yeah, he, he had college offers. Yeah. Honestly though, uh um hold on before this call. He big time snapped. I he he put his foot down. Yeah. But no, I want Byron Leftwich. I'll take Byron Leftwich too. Who's that? He's the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Byron Leftwich just, used to have uh, an arm. Yeah, and just for the record, I just want to put a disclaimer to everybody. Everybody was like, oh, he doesn't call the plays Tom Brady does. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians both confirmed that he calls the plays down in down in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So he actually has play calling experience, something that Nick Sirianni didn't when Frank Wright was calling all the plays. Yeah. And you saw, he knows how to scheme, you know, oh, I got a 44-year-old quarterback who has limited mobility, so I'm going to pretty much give him quick and easy runs to, you know, throw out. I mean, granted, it helps when you have a guy like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. but in the end, you, you, it's not, it shouldn't be this hard, especially with the way the rules are and everything spaced out with, you know, nearly everybody being an athletic. It shouldn't be this hard to scheme somebody – Scheme, scheme, scheme for quarterbacks. Yeah, it's literally four verticals, shotgun four verticals, or like big long posts. It's never anything quick. Like they're not even using Devontae Smith to his strengths. The like he he doesn't have like true breakaway speed, but he can create separation from the corners. And we don't even use him right. It's mm. ridiculous. Yeah, we don't we don't use Quez Watkins right. 
Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. And to me, Quez Watkins is probably the best offensive weapon that they have right now, just probably from a speed. So. Yeah, just from a speed aspect alone. He's he's even though we've only have two wins, he's he's kept us in some games. Yeah. From his breakaway speed and his big playability. Mm-hmm. But alas. But yeah, I got another comment. Somebody was like, Yeah, I agree. Chip Kelly would be killing this league right now. Probably would be. I feel like Chip Kelly is like <laughs> kind of birth. Uh, a lot of things are what you're seeing in the NFL right now. You know, no huddles, the quick strike offenses, the RPOs. Yeah, like, he, he brought that college game to the league. Yeah, and let's see. Uh, Just don't work for our team. Yeah, your offense isn't bad as to play Colin Jalen. Hurts keeps working on his core and our strength. He'd be good. Yeah, you'll definitely have to come because coaching is terrible. But, I don't know. I'm just not sold on Jalen. Like, let's be real, Chris. Jalen Hurts is, is Baker Mayfield. They're literally the same player. Just be real. Uh, What's wrong with him? They're literally the same, and you and he loves Baker Mayfield. That's why. That's why I'm doing this to Chris. I like this. I like his commercials. Like he loves Baker well, Mayfield. Well, Chris, what about Jalen? Is what is what is holding you back? You don't think that the coaching it's and, and the, and the situation <laughs> is hurting him? He, you think that it's all him? I mean, in the end, it's like coaching is an issue, but he's consistently off target. His deep ball and anticipation is really bad. It's either an underthrow or overthrow. There's really no in between between. When he goes, when he tries to go deep, and you, it shows like after when it goes, after the first drive offense when it's scripted, everything else when that he tries to do afterwards, it's he really doesn't do anything else until it's garbage time. That's that's what it really is. But honestly, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have my hair on the line, so that's why I'm like, you know what, I'm. I need Wait, so Jalen does bad, you got to cut it, right? Yeah, well, if the Eagles finish at as third or fourth. I have to. Get a mohawk. Okay. So, so all they gotta do is just come and say. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe one day Nick Sirianni will stop being a dweeb and keep saying this is all me, and I'll get it together and actually get it together. Yeah, but because he stinks. No, no. But if, if Jalen Hurst plays like garbage against Detroit, it's time for Mystery Mania, though. Whatever. That's all whatever. I have to say. Is whatever. Mark says whatever. I say I'm whatever. I'm just tired of the same things. It's like literally, I see old Facebook statuses that I had back when I was actually on Facebook and I'm literally dealing with the same pain I dealt when I actually used Facebook and it's the freaking Eagles the same freaking pain it's like oh here comes Kevin Cobb checking in oh <laughs> here comes Gardner Minshew check it's literally the same thing a bum backup quarterback about to check in and people got their panties in a bunch and just very excited no I mean it's the same thing. I mean I mean the bum backup wouldn't have to come in if the starter would actually do what he needs to do and actually throw pulp Balls on target. I know, and it's literally the same life I've been living. Yeah, with the Eagles. Yep. Yeah. Post McNabb. <laughs> Post McNabb. It's yeah. been wonderful. Yeah, here. but I'm just saying, like, outside of Sirianni, what do you see in Jalen Hurts outside of like fantasy wise? Um, honestly, I don't see anything. But it's because me. All right, I will be honest. He does need. He he don't have the arm strength. I will be honest on that. Um, we still don't know if he actually can put the ball in the middle of the field because Sirianni doesn't let him do it. Um, I mean, I feel like you can't make it this far in the NFL and not be able to figure out how to, how to put the ball in the middle of the field. Like, he has to be able to make that throw. So let him do it. Okay, maybe it's obviously something in practice that you are seeing that where you feel that he can't make these throws. But, like, for heaven's sake, like, Gardner Minshew got cut from the Jags. Like, he's really about to be the savior of the Eagles? Come on, people. Get, get, come on, people. Hey, listen. He got cut by the Jags. The Jags let go of he their whole cut. team. He didn't, get, he didn't get cut. He was traded. Whatever. The Jags let go of their whole team. They had a squad. They had one of the 
best defenses within the, what was it like what was it two three years ago? Yeah, they were solid and let go of everybody. I what? Mean, I mean, that's. I mean, doesn't that really say more so about the organization than Minshew itself? I mean, Minshew was drafted in like I believe it was either the fifth or the sixth round. He was supposed. He was Nick Foles' backup when he was in Jacksonville. Nick Foles forgot gets, Nick Foles. He went to yeah, Jacksonville. He came in. Oh God, here we go. Came in through twenty-one touchdowns, six interceptions on a really bad Jacksonville Jesus team. Jesus Christ! Now, now they're gonna say, "Oh yeah, man, Mark. he's Nick Foles' understudy. We gotta get him in here." Big BDN taught him everything he knows. Oh, oh, oh. God, Mark, Mark, relax, I'm relax. So done. Relax, man. Mark is oh. disgusted. BDN <laughs> taught him everything, man. Get I mean, him in I here. I mean, he didn't taught him anything. He just oh. outplayed him and took his job. Oh. God. <laughs> now here yeah. Chris goes. I mean, I don't know. Jalen just. It's time. He's literally Baker. Bl- he's bl- the black listen, Baker. Jalen just makes me an- a mad. Baker has a better arm, but okay. Continue. I get annoyed so. because he just. <laughs> okay. It's just certain things are just seem. It could all be so simple. It's like certain plays, it's like Jalen. It was right there. Like, you, you know, you're just making everybody look bad. Like with um, Devontae Smith, like some of the throws, I was like, yo, like you cannot underthrow and overthrow that ball like that. Like that, these are like moments that we could have had that we can't miss on because we suck. It's like you got to get it when the getting's good. And Jalen just don't be getting it when the getting's good. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. You know, like certain things, just the, just certain underthrows or overthrows, I'm like, yo, like the single coverage, like they, 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 they're they there. It's just you're just missing yeah, the and, mark. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like he waits until receivers get open instead of trying to throw them open. Yeah, he, right. he doesn't have – I will be honest. He does not have the ability to throw them open. But to be honest, how many people actually do have that ability to throw people open? It's a good handful. The elite ones do. Consistent starting quarterbacks do. Yeah, the elite ones. And we're looking at Jalen Hurts as to be a consistent starting quarterback, but he hasn't proven that yet. I'm literally about to say the same exact thing I probably said a year ago. All we got to do, right, because they do it with Minnesota and they do it with the Browns, is a play-action rollout. You move the offensive line so your quarterback can have more time and actually see down the field. Mark. I said the same exact thing Mark. last year, and we still don't do anything. Mark, you know what you're doing right now? Huh? All the excuses that you know people tried to put on Carson Wentz last year that, pe- that none of us was trying to hear, we're doing the exact same thing right now. You're I know. I, I, I don't know. know. It's just hard. It's the exact same thing. I'm just it's saying. Hard. I don't know. I feel bad for Jalen, kind of. Like, I know, like, his abilities are his abilities, and maybe he's just, he just, he can't do it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what the reality is. It's a, but I do feel kind of, I do feel like, I don't think he's getting, like, the best shake in the world in this situation. But at the same not. time, you know, certain people. And, because and, and, he, oh, sorry. No, certain people in any kind of sport, sometimes you don't have the best situation, but you're just so great. You kind of just you, your light shines no matter what. Mm-hmm. But with him, I just feel like he's just not getting a fair shake in this. I think that he just needs that development that he's just not going to get because the coaching staff just does not know what they're doing from A to B, from offense to defense. I'm watching Joe Burrow. I'm watching Justin Herbert. I am watching Tua Tagalaloa. Even though the Miami Dolphins are a dumpster fight, he put up back-to-back good weeks. That defense is not healthy and it's not that good. And then I'm watching Jalen Hurts, still in that same quarterback class last year. We drafted an insurance policy last year, uh, two years ago after we watched Carson Wentz drag a team with our leading receivers being Greg Ward and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And we're like, you know what? Why don't we draft an insurance policy for, Car- for Carson Wentz? Because Howie Roseman wanted to say, Carson Wentz can't stay healthy in a press conference. Hold on. 
98.5 WJY and running back sports. Hello? Hello? All right. Yes, we drafted an insurance policy. He was never looked at as a franchise quarterback. Agreed. So that's yeah. why I'm that's why I'm like, okay, now that he's gone, you okay, now that he's gone, you're kinda you kinda have to be the franchise quarterback by default. Because if you fail, then that means what was the point of that pick? We could have got a linebacker. We could have got a safety. We could have got anybody that literally could have helped this team. Mm-hmm. We could have you literally used traded that second round pick to trade up with Atlanta to get CD Lamb for Carson Wentz. None of that happened. We got Jalen Rigger and Jalen Hurts, and none of those guys are looking like they're going to be here in, within like the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm frustrated. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's it's Chris just a, it's, Art. So, you hear it in his voice? It's organizational failure. Yes, yeah, it's just it comes a hot mess. It's, it's a just, hot, hot mess. I'm sick of it. It's like it's not. I I used to it. get up excited to watch Eagles games. Like I I'm not very excited. It's like what are they going to like? How are they going to screw it up this week? Literally. That's how. That's my thoughts. How are they gonna screw it up this week? I, the fact that I called you so excited, like finally he got it together. Nope. Nope. I didn't. Even, I didn't even watch the. Um, <laughs> not gonna lie, I didn't watch the second half. I started playing Call of Duty. I did not watch the second half of the game. I I got myself uh, a nice uh, alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And then I played Call of Duty. Yeah, I had an edible, and I was just like, okay, well, I'm chilling for the night. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. Nothing can hurt me anymore. Yeah, I was just patiently waiting for the Sixers game. <laughs> yeah. And all right, fun fact before we move on um, to like other um, topics. You know, Carson went his first six games back in 2020. Um, Barely completed over sixty percent of his passes, fourteen hundred yards, eight touchdowns, nine. Carson Wentz's first games, first six games with the Colts, one twenty four and one ninety three, one one thousand five hundred forty five yards, nine touchdowns, one interception. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> he's playing okay. Yeah, he's playing well. Yeah, they're three and four. They got a real, uh, they have a real good thing. Um, they have a real test coming up this week against Tennessee. Yeah, divisional implications are involved. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they might have an upset, and maybe, maybe if we drill it hard enough, that maybe that Carson Wentz wasn't washed. Maybe he just needed to get out of here. I didn't. I didn't think Carson Wentz was washed because it's different. No, a lot of people. A lot of people did. Yeah, I didn't think he was washed. It was for me for Carson Wentz. It was a. It was a realization that he's literally doing everything. Like Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons are two different guys. Like Carson Wentz did everything he could, maybe too much at times. Like I still see those superhero plays that he tries to do with the Colts. Like that, in, like that interception. That interception was come on, bro, bro. What, what the what the what the heck was that? Are you kidding me? Like that's him just trying <laughs> you, to do too and much. And you can't even put that on the rain, bro. That yeah, was just bad. like yeah. It's like bro, you're trying to do way too much. Carson Wentz, with what he had here, tried to do entirely too much, and it. That's why it looked the way he did. The the thing the reason why Jalen Hurts doesn't even have nearly as many sacks because the offensive line is just as horrendous is because of his speed. He can get away. Carson Wentz ain't had a speed no more. That's why Carson Wentz was getting demolished. Mm-hmm. Like Jalen Hurts would be sacked way more if he couldn't escape yeah. the pocket. And that's why I wonder why I always advocate during the show. Change of scenery is good. Chris Carter was originally a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah. He literally said during his Hall I believe his Hall of Fame speech on multiple other occasions where it's like I wouldn't be the person I was today if they didn't trade me to Minnesota. Yeah. And when he went to Minnesota, had a Hall of Fame career. Absolutely. And maybe, maybe this is what Carson Wentz needed. It was it wasn't just the fact that and it's like some and somebody brought it up. He's like, Carson Wentz looks like he's having fun again. When he did that read option and he got that uh touchdown run against the 49ers, he spiked the ball and he was high five, and I'm just like, I haven't seen that Carson Wentz in years. 
And if they can continue and if they can keep that up and they can stay healthy, then who knows? Maybe the Colts might be a playoff team. But it's it's just the little it's just a different environment where people just don't try to dump everything on your doorstep like Harry Roseman tried to do with him and Doug Peterson. It makes so much of a difference. Yeah. Right. I agree. I just want to say sidebar, shout out to Zay Jones, who mm-hmm. is a distant relative of mine. He huh? actually is. He's my my aunt's brother's daughter's son. Oh. So he's he's native. He's actually native. His mom is Native American. Oh, nice. So um, shout out to Zay Jones. We're, like, really proud of him. The family's, like, going nuts about him on the Raiders. And I I was, like, hyped when he caught that pass. Mm-hmm. Um on um I was a Slay, I forget who it was, who was on him that play, but Oh, Steven Nelson. Yeah, Steven Nelson. Um yeah, like he's doing really well for the Raiders. Like he's killing it. So yeah. he's like, you know, the the little young gun out there and you know, we're proud of him. Mm-hmm. North Carolina's own. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so shout out to Native Americans <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All right, mm-hmm. let's uh, look more at the comments. Jalen is who he is. He's not a pocket passer. He's a guy who's smart, but his accuracy is limited. He just got to go to work on his game if he can get better. Jalen's not the guy on their level. Uh, he's a good college quarterback, but there was a reason why he lost the spot to two on Alabama. It wasn't Carson's fault. Carson's biggest fault was injuries. So uh, moving on to the rest of the NFL. Um, a lot. This is this. <laughs> Bless you. Salute. Yeah. This is a wild week. Uh, I did not see the Bengals blowing out uh, the Ravens on my yeah, bingo chart. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Bengals are like, boom, boom, yeah. running it, running Car- it, running it. Yeah, Cardinals are still undefeated. Um, Kyler Murray still in the MVP campaign. Zach Ertz is finally getting yards at the catch. Mm, James Conner looking good out there. I still can't there. believe Zach getting yacked. This is beyond me. James Conner, you're looking good out there in the red. Oh, my just God. <laughs> Sorry. He, he helped me out this week against Chris. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm just like, of course he gets a garbage time touchdown. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but still. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, so as of right now where it stands, um, and Tom Brady makes his three. He's the only player in NFL history to throw for 600 touchdown passes. Throughout the in NFL history, that's wow. amazing. Who's who's under him? Probably like it's probably Manning, Manning, Drew Brees, yeah. those guys. That's <laughs> all I can think of. Matt Ryan. Yeah. No, is Matt Ryan that high? Probably. Uh, I think he's. I think he's top ten now. Yeah, wouldn't be shocked. And Jesus, Atlanta sucks. But Matt <laughs> Matt uh, Ryan is always up there in stats. Okay. Um. Hold on. Someone fact check me. He said Chris Carter was um was on drugs. He was an alcoholic, and Buddy Ryan cut him. Then he went to Minnesota. So. Dang, was that your dad? Uh, no, um, it was somebody I was friends with. Uh, oh, okay. One yeah. of Chris's girls. Uh-oh. Stop Chill, it. don't put my man out there on the air. You wildin'. The sports GF. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know why I'd be putting you out there on the air. I don't know they never put out there. Listen, I, I'm, uh, I'm re- re- really, Carm's training camp? Right. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Y'all do, first of all, y'all do, first of all, y'all do put me out there. All y'all do is talk well, about my training camp and my roster and free agency, <laughs> so don't talk. Anyway, so Tom Brady, um, his 600 uh, touchdown pass was given to a fan from Mike Evans. They eventually got it back. But uh, so, in return, he got two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady. One signed Mike Evans jersey includes $1,000 to the team store. Two season tickets. I thought it was $2,000. It was 1000 It Well, two season tickets for the 21 and the 22 season, and he got a Bitcoin personally from Tom Brady. I think that's a great trade. Like, yeah. that's insane. That's a great trade. But you know trade. what? Here's the thing, though. I guess if he would have sold the ball, like, he could have made, like, 
crazy bread off of it. So that's probably how they gave him back so much. He yeah. still can make crazy bread off of what he got. No, no, I know what I'm saying. Like that ball, though. Oh, for sure. He probably would have made like. I think it was on value about like 500000 Yeah. Yeah. So uh, wait, what he got back? I'm like, that's uh, you a know lot. What? I'm like at that point, you know, you can, you can have the ball. Like yeah. the Tom Brady j- t- like sign helmet. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's money. Yeah, because then you can sell the Tom Brady and Mike Evans stuff. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, I would just and keep one just, and sell. Yeah, sell you the got other. and you got season tickets, so it's like, okay, cool. What am I going to do this Sunday? I'm bored. Oh, I'm gonna go to a Tampa Bay game. Oh yeah, season tickets for both seasons. Yes. Oh my god, two seasons. I yes. thought it was just like oh, for the 21 and the 22 season. Oh my god, I thought it was just like he could pick like a game from each year to yeah. go to. Yeah, and a thousand dollars for the team store, so he could just get more paraphernalia. And he Yo, can, that's and he can sell them tickets. Yeah, and he got Bitcoin for in the Bitcoin now. I believe it's over sixty thousand dollars. So. Sheesh. That's like that's a, just for be the guy that's there that he just yeah, has right to place hand at the, the right time. Right, just yeah. hands the ball to by accident. Like mm-hmm. oh, I should have done that. Hey, that's that's freaking awesome. And then, then awesome. like that's he's a, a nice guy for giving it back. Of course he's gonna give it back. He's not gonna know Tom Brady. You can't get it back. I would I would I ain't gonna back. lie. I would have held a little longer. See what else I can get. Yeah. No, I would have. You know, Mark but Chris, no, but you would have given it back right away. Tom no. Brady came up to you and said, "Hey, well, hey, man." But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Be like, no, man. It wasn't a player though. It was like. No, one I know. Of the, yeah. I know the coach. I'm just saying, like in in the theory, like in the what it was. It was like basically Tom wanted the ball back. It was the guy who deflates the air for him. <laughs> Chris would have been like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, Chris would have gave it for nothing. No, no, I wouldn't have. Yeah, right. I, listen, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, Tom, thank you so much. I Yo, y'all, y'all really don't know me at all. That's I ain't saying nothing. You up I, here saying no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm talking about oh, crime. You don't know me at all. Dude, like, you was going to run off on the plug? No, the, the, I was at an open training camp, and Brandon Boinkins threw like a glove up there, and I just like yoinked it from a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you would think one good Tom Brady his ball back? No. <laughs> Forget Chris them place. kids. When you get in that moment, if Tom Brady walked up to you and said, let me get that ball back, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what's your offer? Stop playing. It's like Curse the Cowardly Dog. He might. Chris might hit you with that. And you know what? Then he get blessed like the bull got blessed. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like shoot, I saw that Bitcoin right there, $60,000. Well, the guy didn't nice. even, I don't think the guy gave him a fight. I think he just gave it back and they just gave it to him because he was nice. Yeah. So I, think, I think, I think, I, I feel like what I heard happened was uh, Mike Evans gave that John away, and Tom was like, yo, where did John at? He was like, oh, I gave it away. And then I, that's, I guess what yeah, that's then, what Tom. Then, yeah, then a team rep went yeah, to go get it. Yeah, sent him to go get it. Yeah. And then I guess yeah, so that's when he was like, oh, I'll take care of him. You know, that's I why mean, I that's ball number 600. Yeah. And where is that going to be? Is that going to be Canton? Is it going to be at Tom's house? Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody knows. Like, Who knows? Where is it going to be? Probably yeah. at his house. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the fake one will be in Canton. Yeah. But it'll it'll probably be at his crib in his trophy case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, what do you think I'm going to be next year? Aaron Rodgers' first touchdown pass with Philadelphia Eagle. I'm keeping that. I'm like, be great. Yeah, I'm just like, he's like, yeah, can we get that ball back? Oh, what's your offer? But here's the <laughs> thing. I'm just going to be honest with you, Chris. Just stop. What? Just just let it go. No. Let your hopes let it go. No. Let it go. No. If I can let go of the fact that we didn't get James Harden and we're not going to get Damian. No, Lillard. here's the difference. James Harden is still a possibility. So is Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you're right. I have n- I have nothing to argue. Until time, until Aaron Rodgers plays for another team that's not Philadelphia next year, then I won't give up on it. Okay, you're right. And, and, and I can and I can say the same thing about James Harden. Okay, then you're right. You're very right. Keep up alive. Yeah. That's all we have right now is hope. Hope for the future. Keep hope alive. <laughs> so how how shocked are y'all that Cincinnati's five and one right now? I'm honestly shocked. I my freaking socks are blown off. Yeah. I I I didn't have a clue. I didn't think like I I always like Joe Burrow. But I ain't think that him and and um Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase was really bringing LSU to Cincinnati because they did. This is exactly what they did in college. Mm-hmm. Only difference is they had Justin Jefferson on the other side. But this is like, 
This is I can't. And they had Clyde Edwards Alaire in the backfield, and they had Terrence Marshall in the slot. Right, bro. That LSU that twenty nineteen LSU squad was solid. Yeah, so solid. I can't believe it. Yeah. And and then there were people like you saying good offensive linemen. Well, Even though they didn't need it, I'm not gonna lie, they didn't need it. But uh hey, listen, I got when Jamar Chase catching like this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Honestly, I got no problem admitting when what, I'm wrong. What was his uh, stat line last game? Uh, eight catches, like two hundred one yards, and a touchdown. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, he's going nuts. Yeah, he. I believe he has forty some thirty, either thirty or forty receptions, over seven hundred yards, and seven touchdowns in seven games. Seven games in, we still got ten games left. He's going to have a great year. Yeah, so he might be an all-pro in his first year. That's insane. And then the crazy thing is he took a year off because he wasn't in college last year. So he was just simply training. He was he was training, and now look at that. Yeah. He's great. I really – but Jamar Chase is kind of like a little guy, though. Right? I don't play like no. it. I know. I don't play like Yo, it. Yo, I really like Joe I believe Burrow. he's just uh, – His haircut. I think he's like six it's foot, nice two ten. Yeah, I mean, six foot is, is solid for a wide it's receiver. It's about an average wide receiver, right? Yeah, it's solid. You know, as long as he's not like Rager, 5'10". I think that's the one with the messed up teeth. Yeah, his yeah. teeth ain't right. Who? Jamar Chase. That's cool. He'll have veneers by the end of the week. Yeah, facts. You know what I mean? Everybody got the veneers. Facts. He, Look, needs, to, he needs to invest in some. Looking, looking like dental, Smarty Jones. don't care, for real, because that, 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 ain't, that ain't hitting. That's Sorry. Cool. He, he getting money. He about to get it. He gonna have the veneers by the end of the week. <laughs> it's cool. If you keep balling like this, he's going to get them endorsements. and going to get them teeth fixed. That's matter. what I'm saying. He's going to have them, Jones. I mean, remember, remember everybody kind of making fun of Anthony Davis' eyebrow? <laughs> yeah. Brown when, when he came in the league? He's and now it's marketable. <laughs> exactly. He's still getting money off that. He got veneers, too, because his teeth wasn't that straight. Yeah. Everybody got veneers on the com. Except LeBron. LeBron got no veneers. LeBron might have got veneers. Nah. Long, long before we knew it. His teeth wasn't always that straight. I'm about to say, like. He got good veneers. See, back in the day, David veneers was better. Now everybody looked like horses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got the good veneers before they was like, popular. I mean, like LeBron, KCP, I mean, KCP got the veneers. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, LeBron what? spends like four million dollars to upkeep his body. So, yeah. like, so you know he got veneers. Yeah, so it's like you know he got supplements. Got really good dentist. Yeah, so yeah. He, he paid top dollar for them veneers. Yeah, those veneers. You know the hair transplants. The yeah. no, the hair transplants are real. This that man should be bald. Well, you know he they should have a bald spot. They take the hair from his booty. And Shut they, up, Mark. They do. They take the hair. It does. What? They take the hair. Yeah, they, that, that's part. Mark, that's not true. Yes, it is. They take the hair from your booty, and then it helps, like, with the procedure. They use the serum, and then, yeah, that's how it grow back in. So got, The hair got to come from somewhere. I mean, so that's what they did with Brian Erlacher? Yeah. You got to take the hair from their booty. That's <laughs> like a, like, okay. All right, look at that. All up. right, well. Yo, when y'all Google it, y'all going to be cracking up. Y'all going to be All cracking right, well. up. It's really from his booty. So that's what's going on. Anyway, so right now, who's the best team in the league? I'm well, right now the Cardinals by just by their record, they're they're number one. Obviously. Okay, so do you believe they're the best team just because of their record? I don't do think they're still the best team. No, I I'm mean um, sometimes schedule can be in your favor. You know, you just kind of got you got you just had you had it in your favor in those games. But I think the best team in the league. Mm. Let me see. Hold on, real quick. I'm trying to think who's the best team in the league. Oh, the Bengals are five and two. That was my bad. You seen yeah, when JJ Watt was like, Yeah, maybe we're just that good. Remember seeing that video of him? Yeah. He was like going off. Like people were like doubting the card. He's like, Yeah, yeah, maybe we got this, or maybe we're just better. 
maybe we're just better than what you say we I'm are. A, I'm honestly, I'm gonna still go with the Bucks for now, even though they got that one loss. I'm gonna still rock with the Bucks. They're they're four. They're on a four game win streak. They're undefeated at home. I'm I'm still gonna rock out with the Bucks. I forgot like, who they even lost to. I don't either. Wasn't <laughs> I, it? I, I don't um, 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 it was kind of like a dang. And then honestly. The Packers six game. Yeah, I was gonna say the Packers are they're on. They only want lost once. Yeah, that first game. Aaron yeah. Rodgers has been Aaron Rodgers. Freaking the Packers look look solid. Cardinals are definitely solid. Yeah. And yo, as much as it pains me, Dallas isn't terrible. Yeah, Dallas is not terrible at all. Actually, it doesn't pay me that much because the Eagles are trash. But like Dallas. Oh wait, yeah, they lost to the Rams. The Bucks lost to the they Rams. They did. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's they got another smoked. Team. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's, smoked. that's another team. The Rams. Rams are solid too. Yeah, the Ram- yeah, the NFC's loaded right now. Yeah, man. the a- it's, it's the AFC. I mean Matthew it's, Stafford, my bad. Yeah, it's the AFC who really not sure, but I'd say probably the best and the best team in the AFC, in my opinion, is probably either the Bills or don't sleep on the Titans. Do not sleep on the Titans. I feel like they they since um what's his name what was, what was Mike Vrabel? Yeah, yeah. Mike, I can't even say his last Mike name. Mike Vrabel. Ever since he started calling them boys out, and like King Henry is just King Henry the first is just amazing. Mm-hmm. The fact like when I see him run, it, all I hear is I just it just look like he run heavy, like he it just it just it just sounds like heavy lifting <laughs> and metal. That's all I hear when I see this man run. And he just be running fast. I just imagine like like a rhino, like boom, boom, yes, boom, boom, yes. Like, that's like that's even better than what and I was. You just saying. imagine a rhino like going full force speed towards towards a target. It's like yeah, yo, he's huge. Yeah, King Henry is, is a. Is and a think about a rhino muscle. though. A rhino has thick skin, and Derrick Henry is like so like I'm. I hate to, I'm sorry. I'm gonna just say that y'all can say whatever you want. He's thick. You know what I mean? He's you're a, a thick woman. guy. You're allowed to say that. I know, but for y'all, you know how y'all get. He's a thick guy. So like okay. his his butt, his thigh. Like he's huge. Now you didn't say you were gonna get all into that. I mean, that. just say he's a big guy. Like that man is. I don't really like beefy guys, but you know, he's definitely you know, like a specimen. I'd say. <laughs> okay. Okay. I hear yeah. you. He is thick, beefy, big. I hear you. I mean, okay. listen. Is he busty? <laughs> <laughs> Oh is he, Mark. Is, he, is he voluptuous? <laughs> <laughs> All right, relax, relax, relax. You're taking it far. You're taking it too far now, buddy. All right, Big sweaty man. Right. <laughs> Bumping meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chris cracks up every time he says that. Bumping meat. You went to Frost Star Classics. <laughs> you went to 30 Minute Classics. Yo, hold Not on. Me. T- hold on, time out. Just to um go off topic uh, about that bumping meat real quick. Yo, can y'all stop the bumping big, meat? Big men bumping meat. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg was not a terrible match. I was like, this is going to be my bathroom break match. And I was like, hold on. Let me just see for a minute. And it was actually pretty good for big men bumping meat. I was very. <laughs> what do you mean? I was very. I was very oh pleased. Chris loves to say bumping meat. That that match was actually pretty good. Would you agree? Yeah. It was much better. And, the f- and, and Goldberg got off a clean jackhammer. I did not think he could pick Bobby Lashley up. Yeah. It was a good match. It was much better than I expected. He really did kill Bobby Lashley. It was like, great. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I enjoyed it. I was not expecting that. I'm like, this is going to be trash. I'm not watching this match. And it turned out to be great. It was a shocker. Yeah, absolutely. And to boomerang it back to Derrick Henry, speaking of Derrick Henry. So, yeah. who is your league MVP? Uh, narrowed it down to two choices. Is it going to be Tom Brady, who leads the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns? Or is it Derrick Henry, who is literally 
carrying everything about this Tennessee offense right now? Um, Kyler Murray. I know he wasn't an option, but Kyler Murray is the league MVP. The things that he is doing on a weekly basis is absolutely incredible. I mean, of course, we've seen things like this before, but nobody thought that Kyler Murray was going to make this much of a leap as far as his development and to make it translate to the Cardinals this season. And then you get a veteran in a safety blanket because that's something that you need as a young quarterback. And Zach Ertz, you already know DeAndre Hopkins is every is uh, catching everything you throw in his vicinity. The defense is pretty good. Right now, since they only really award quarterbacks for the MVP, I'm rocking with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, he's my MVP frontrunner. Okay. Yeah. Car? Um... I mean, I think that what Derrick Henry's doing is crazy over there in Tennessee, especially because, you know, they have they were injured a little bit at the beginning of the season and now they're trying to get, you know, every, some people back. But I think that Derrick Henry's just killing it. Like he's just his yards that he's getting per game and just the effect that he has in their defense. And again, we talked about this on the show before. What is defined as most valuable? Like most valuable to the team, most valuable to the league. Like but obviously Derrick Henry is the most valuable to that team. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me just read this off to you. Like, week one was just a, a bad loss, 17 rushes for 58 yards. But let me read, let me read off these average Derrick Henry runs. 35 rushes for 182 yards, 28 for 113, 33 for 157, 29 for 130, 20 for 143, 29 for 86. The volumes that he is getting right now for a running back is absolutely ridiculous. But – he has 10 touchdowns, and he also has one throwing in the air because he had the one against uh, Kansas City. Uh, at this point, my man's just doing everything. Yeah, he's literally doing everything he can. It's like this is something we haven't really seen since probably 2012 Adrian Peterson at this pace. And not to mention, with an extra game, he's gonna he's probably going to break the rushing record. Oh, he is. He should. Probably going to get 2,000 again. He should. Yeah. So Every time I – go ahead, Chris. So, like – the fact that the running backs rarely get any sort of consolation for like the MVP award, it's always offensive player of the year. Listen, my vote goes to Derrick Henry. Tom Brady's balling right now. It's a really good narrative because 44 years old, leading league in touchdown passes and, and yards, that's something we haven't seen before. But what Derrick Henry is also something that we ha- really haven't been seeing before either. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, Derrick Henry's the guy. That's why I was talking about him last week. I mean, the way that he runs – it's just it's just incredible. The, we see the work that he puts in during the off season. His his complex uh, workout drills. They're just they're just elites. Things that you've never seen. Like doing push ups on medicine balls with yeah, the chain around. Yeah, like I thought the workouts Adrian Peterson did, like were crazy. But nah, Derrick Henry took that. It, like it's like you know when Goku be working out in the hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah. Like that's how Derrick Henry workouts are. It's like them crazy Jones is lit. Yeah. That he's the actual person that yeah. does that. Like just think about how hard he makes, how hard it is, or how easy he makes it look to no. do certain things. Yeah, but Derrick Henry is exactly what Kobe was talking about. Are you a different animal mm. and the same beast? Mm. That's Derrick Henry. That's exact. That's exactly what he was talking about. Mm. Wow, Chris. Kanye, yeah. like, wow. The, does that mean Kobe? What does that mean, Kobe? You're welcome. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I just keep imagining him in his in his uniform. Mm. Yeah, he's that just crazy. like he's just he's a very he is like solid. I remember seeing him in college. I'm like, yo, what? That guy's a running back? Yeah. He should be a linebacker. Oh, yeah. That picture was between him and next to Mark Ingram is just hilarious because Mark Ingram was like, this guy's human. Right. 
<laughs> that yo, yeah, oh, Harry's classic, absolute wow. monster. So yeah, I mean those, those that that I'm I'm rocking with Kyler Murray. Seventeen touchdowns, five interceptions. He's taking care of the ball. He's uh he's already got over two thousand passing yards. Those guys are undefeated. I'm rocking with Kyler Murray for now because like like you said, they give it to quarterbacks. Kyler Murray is definitely the surprise. I mean, you got your Justin Herberts, your 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 um blah, 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 Joe Burrows, <laughs> you know those young guys. But Kyler Murray has really made it so different. It's really translate. I'm not having that. You want your, you want your four, you want your three hundred yard passes. Mm. <laughs> you want your four touchdown games. Mm. Bump that. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYN Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, Mark, drop that call number. Of course, that number is two one five seven six three nine five nine six. And as we transition out of the NFL into the NBA, but before we do that, uh-huh. we have. One of the best weekly segments of all of radio yeah. coming up. Yup, let's get it. So, yeah, while Chris is queuing up some Jennifer Lopez, we got the highly anticipated, the long-awaited Carm's Corner. There's only one place you can find Carm's Corner. That is here on WJYN Uptown Radio, Running Back Sports, Friday, uh, Friday Tuesdays, <laughs> 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Let's go. All right, y'all. I'm not going to say what I was gonna, what I want to say. Thank you, Chris. What was you gonna say? I was gonna take a line from Chris's dad, but I'm not gonna do it. Play my music, boy. Play my music, boy. Play my music, boy. <laughs> Chris Wait, gets mad about before that. Before you start, why all the old heads say boy like boy? Why? Whenever people they throw a W in there. Play my music, boy. I don't know. Right, boy. <laughs> Anywho, let me see that thing, boy. All right, so hey everyone, welcome to Carm's Corner. Carm's Corner is a time where I talk about whatever I want. No, I talk about, you know, people or places or things that are doing well in life and things can do well also. <laughs> um, just anybody that I think is just, you know, want to pop in sports and, and media or in culture. So I'm going to talk about these people because I just, when I woke up today, I said, you know what? I said, I really want to highlight these people because I felt like, We've talked about them before, but I just want to give them another shout-out because it's early on in the NBA season, and I think they deserve it. So right now, in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference, we got two brothers in the Eastern Conference whose teams are leading in the East. Yes, we just started the season. It's a fresh season, but they're still top of the East right now with all the talent that we have in the East. You know, it's kind of been a surprise of the season so far, I'd say. So in the East, we got the Bulls, who are 4-0, undefeated, and then we got the Hornets, who are 3-1. Now, who are we talking about on these teams? Well, we're living under a rock. Let me tell you. Let me inform you. We're talking about the Ball Brothers, okay? Lonzo and LaMelo Ball, right? So I'll give you some background if you haven't, if you don't know, if you've been sleeping under a rock again, I'm going to give you some breakdown. So um, Lonzo Ball, he was drafted in 2017 draft, number two pick to the L.A. Lakers. He played for UCLA. He went to Chino Hills High School. Um, he made the all-rookie team in 2018. Last year, he averaged um, 14 points a game, five um, rebounds. I mean, actually, this year, he, he averages 14 points a game, five rebounds, five assists. Um, so, and actually, he set a record for himself this year. He is the only player in the entire history of the NBA to score a triple-double for three different franchises. So, he got his own record, which I think is really cool. Um, besides that... Um, just some, just a cool fact about him from UCLA. He set UCLA's single games freshman assist record. Um, he dished 14 assists um, 
against the Washington State team when he was back in UCLA. And he's actually a father. He has a daughter, Zoe, named after him, which I think is really cute. Um, so that's Lonzo, right? And also, obviously, Lonzo's a point guard. He's 6'6". Obviously, Lonzo has be, has not always gotten the credit that he's kind of maybe deserved. He's always gotten a lot of flack because when he came into the league initially, this is when the hype was going on with his dad. And his dad was talking a lot and kind of is this big media guy. If you don't know who his dad is, LeVar Ball. So, you know, Lonzo's kind of coming into his own, I think. Obviously, he played for the Lakers. He got traded to the Pelicans. And then from the Pelicans, he went now was on the Bulls. First year with the Bulls. He's making an impact so far. So, that's Lonzo. Shout out to LaMelo. LaMelo Ball, okay? Oh, let me just say this. Wait, hold on. I think I, I wrote this damn one because I think I was like, when is this? So, okay. So, LaMelo Ball. Um, Mark, LaMelo Ball was born in August. Like, what's up? It's like all these August babies. Like August what? 22nd, the day before mine. Uh, that's my young boy. So he was born August 22nd, 01. He's 20 years old. 01? 01. He's the same age as my brothers. And Lonzo was born October 27th. So his birthday's coming up in 1997. It's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, so Lonzo's birthday's tomorrow. He's going to be 24. He's born in 97. And LaMelo was born August 22nd, 01. He's going to be 21 next year. So shout out to Lamella for being a baby. And his birthday's the day before mine. And his birthday's actually mine. Oh, one? Oh, one. His my sister is older than him. That's wild. Yeah, his birthday's actually my aunt's birthday. So shout out to him. He's 6'7", point guard. He was drafted in the 2020 draft, number three pick. Um, he went to Chino Hills High School as well, but he did not go to college, as y'all know. Well, if you don't know, he went the EuroLeague route and played in the EuroLeague, I think, for like a couple seasons. Yeah, he played when he was like 16 up. He was in the EuroLeague on and off. Um, he was actually rookie of the year last year. He got drafted to the Charlotte Hornets. He's still on the Hornets. Um, this season, he's average. Even though this is still a young season, this season he's averaging 27.8 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, and 6.8 assists. And last season, he was in the scoring rate of about 5.7 and 13 points a game. But again, last season he didn't always wasn't always a starter. He was a bench player, and then he became a starter midseason. So he actually obviously improved his points from last season. Um, and if you don't know, I just want to give him a little shout out because I think that he not necessarily deserves it, but I just think it just should be noted because of the point that I'm trying to make here. So they actually have a third brother, if you don't know, Leangelo Ball, born November 24th, 1998. He's 22, 6'5". Um, he went in 2018. He tried to go into the draft. He went undrafted. He did have a he had a signage with the Pistons for a brief hot stint. And then he played for the Hornets G League this past summer in the G League. So, obviously, he hasn't found an NBA home yet, but I see him still grinding. I know, obviously, that's his goal, so hopefully he gets there. But just to say that to have these guys be – now, here's the thing. So, obviously, like I said before, LeVar Ball has been, like, a media point of interest. He's, you know, very, very loud, very kind of like – you know, he speaks up. He, he talks about his kids. And, and when Lonzo first got to the league, people kind of like used to hate on him. Like, you're doing too much. You're too involved. But as we've seen and, you know, as has been shown, all his three boys are now all – well, two of them are in the league. One of them is trying to get in the league. They're his first two bo- – his first boys were – I mean – the oldest and the youngest were both top three draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and now as of right now, both of them are leading their teams in their own perspective ways. Like Lonzo is a point guard for the Bulls. Obviously, it's not his team, it's Zach Levine's team, but he's making a significant impact from just starting on the team his first year. And LaMelo hasn't made an impact since he got on the team when he was coming off the bench, when he became a starter, when they made that playoff run, and then 
when even though it wasn't a long playoff run, they still made it. And then now with LaMelo, he's just, you know, he's killing it. And he was rookie of the year. So definitely shout out to the Ball Brothers. I think it's really cool that they both are leading in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, and besides that, I think it's great for people to see just as like a family, as for families. You know, like they are coming from, you know, not saying it's bad to have, you know, everyone has, you know, blended families, but, you know, they come from their parents are together still, you know what I mean? They come from, say, mom, same dad, you know, and they're in the household. They all grew up together and now they're all, well, two of them are in the league and doing really well. So I just think that's a testament to their parents, not just their dad, but their mom too. Like I know when LaMelo gave his um, his rookie of the year acceptance, he was he said um, thank you or whatever he won for the ESPYs. He said thank you to his mom. Like first and foremost, he said thank you to his mom and everything that she did for him. So it's like, of course, the VAR, he's the, the media person. He's out there on the forefront. But the mom obviously is doing something right. She obviously, you know, raised those boys right as well. So shout out to their parents for doing a great job with them. And shout out to them for killing it. And and honestly, shout out to Lonzo too for just kind of stick keeping keeping his head down, doing what he does. And now he's starting to get some recognition for like the good things that he's doing. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the Bulls. So I'm happy to see that they're four and And shout out to the Ball Brothers and the Ball family. And that's my Carms Corner for today. Ladies and gentlemen, you've listened to another edition of Carms Corner. There's only one place you can find that, and that is WJYN Uptown Radio, Running Back Sports. There's only one place the day that we do it. That is Tuesdays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, you just listened to another episode of Carms Corner. Peace, love, and soul. <laughs> I was going to say peace, love, and hair and grease, but. Oh, yeah. Thanks, like guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. We, we enjoy your segments. Yeah. Nah, so. They they definitely are hooping. Like mm-hmm. honestly, I would not be shocked if the first like matchup when they play against each other is like on ESPN or something like that or TNT. Like definitely definitely national televised because they've been playing great. Um, what if that's a first round playoff series? Oh wow, that'd be crazy. Wow, brother against brother. I'd just be like when Seth was uh, versus uh, Steph when it was Portland versus Golden State. That would be great. But uh, the only difference is like these guys are both like. Hooper, Hoopers, not, but anywho, but nah, they they've been playing great, and th- and their games are a little similar yet different at the same time. You can definitely tell where Lamelo got you know some of his style from Lonzo. It's just Lamelo's like six seven, six eight. He's and bigger. Yeah, Lonzo is more of a playmaker. Lamelo's definitely more of a scorer with his size. But I will tell you one thing, it's gonna be highlight city for both of those guys. Number one. Miles Bridges catching oops like crazy, and then you got DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine catching oops like crazy too. Yo, those guys will probably be Sports Center a lot. Yeah. They'll be Sports Center top ten a whole lot. Yeah. So definitely big shot. Aren't they both teams undefeated? Right? No. No. Sharks three, three and one. Three, three and one. The Bulls right. are four and zero. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, they've been balling. Yeah, but I'm loving the spotlight that um, that teams are not used to getting the spotlight or yeah yeah I'm, I, I'm in I'm a re- young season yeah so i appreciate you know like seeing lamello getting the credit i i feel like he's gonna be a top 25 player by the end of the season i, I fully agree. believe that i agree yeah i agree but i don't see why not i mean with his length his athleticism his uh ability to get some steals in transition yeah. his craftiness being able to score like now that he's actually like has his body he doesn't play like a little kid anymore remember how it seemed like he kind of played like little like a little kid mm-hmm. and he was like more crafty mm, now he kind of uses his body and does what he got to do because he's actually like oh well i got this big body now yeah. and no more terry was there taking minutes from him. yes that's that's very and um De- uh, graham who's yeah. in new orleans now yeah 
Wait, but Terry Rozier, he's still on the. I think Scary Terry is with him. I think it's he Graham. He's on the Hornets. It's Graham who's taking yeah. uh, he's minutes on the Hornets, from him. Yeah. They they sent him over to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, but also uh, you know I saw like a ESPN segment like a. I forget what basketball show it was. Uh, it was Malika Andrews and uh, Cheney. They were highlighting like John Morant for like the first fifteen minutes. Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because John Morant he's leading the league of scoring it's right now. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, that Morant game against the Lakers. Beast. He was yeah. going Such off. Such a beast. Like yeah. I liked him coming out. I've of been liked him. Remember I talked about him. He was tough. Like yeah, uh, those those layups that he was making like at Staples Center was. <laughs> yo, John Morant is nasty. He he's uber athletic. Yeah. Like. The thing, like the blocks that he gets, like I, f- I feel like that one block that he had last week, his he could have been pinned on the back of the backboard by like his back, mm-hmm. like he was he was up there like that, and and then like he don't he don't care, he do not care, he will try and slam on your neck, he don't he don't care, he gonna throw it down on you. We'll see if he's able to keep it up though. I mean, he is a young boy, he should be able to, but yeah, nah, John Morant's tough. He's definitely tough. Yeah. So yeah, what's up? What's up? What's up? And what's he's your, super what's cute. What's your? What's your? He's too young for you, Carm. And he's and he's not. He's, he's so he doesn't make your list. He's so cute though. He's his his complexion. Y- y'all are assuming my list. I don't know my list. I've never I've list. never revealed my list. Right, so well, with that being said, drop John the Moran. hashtag drop the list. Right. No, no. Next John Moran is cute. You next know. next week. I mean, I mean, you did drop I mean, the list. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, a few months ago, you did say that, and like, we're still waiting. Yeah, no, That's next week Christmas Carmen's dropping time. a list. Christmas time, I dropped a list. Oh, oh Christmas it's, gift. Is it a gift? Yeah, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Ah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <Yeah. laughs> so let's um let's talk about it. I mean, you know. All right. Yeah. We got Sixers. more developments. We got yeah. Sixers Good versus up, the Knicks yeah. tonight on TNT. Yeah. Um, right now they're th- two and one. Oh god, now I gotta pretend not great. Uh. I, I, I don't like national broadcast because Yo now, now I got now I gotta sit there and watch national analysts pretend to know what's actually yo. going on here. Yeah, it's Facts. I tweeted that. I was like, yo, I'm, like when I was sitting there watching the game like, when they were playing, who were they playing against the uh the Nets? Yeah. I was like, yo, like what are y'all talking about? I was irked. It's pretty bad. Like Mark Jackson and what's his name? The other guy, um Mike Breer. Yeah, like shut up. You don't know what you're talking about, Mark Jackson. Yeah, Ben Simmons being traded. That's not hurting his value. They know his value. Mark, Mark Jackson, shut up. Why, shut she, up. why does she sound like him? Because that's how he be sounding. With all like, due respect. Yeah, man. With all due respect. That's, they know I'm his value. out of the park. They know his value. With all due respect. Like, Mark Jackson, what are you talking about? It is hurting his value. That's why no one wants him. What are you talking about? With all due respect, that's why you don't have a job. But Mark, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then they're just like, yeah, these Philly fans. I'm like, what do you know, Mark Rand, about Philly fans? Nothing. It really made me mad because I was like, this is why we had this reputation that we had. Because, yeah, again, our fans can be crazy. But, again, we're not that bad. These media, this national we're media just We're literally not paint, bad fans. The national media just paints this picture of us. And here's the thing. The Nate, the, the, the casual fans and people who don't know Philly or don't come here, which I get it. Like, I don't, I've never been to Seattle. I'll believe whatever they say about Seattle. I've never been there. So, you know, I get it. <laughs> I get it, <laughs> but it's just um, it's that's it's, pretty rude, by the I'm way. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's crazy. All right, hold on, gotta cue it up. Ninety-eight point five WJYM, running back sports show, sports for the culture. Oh, oh. a little late today, huh? Uh, that was kind of weak, but okay. <laughs> yeah. How you doing today, crew? What up? What up? I'm just waiting for you, Prince Prince Balor in the building. Waiting for you, Mr. Norris. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna start things off a little, with a little serious. On a little serious note, okay. Um, Chris probably didn't tell you that, but um, I suffer from I suffer from bouts of uh, chronic depression, okay, and mood swings. 
And Chris's two younger brothers, they suffer from, they have, they have varying degrees of autism. So when somebody says they have a mental illness, okay, and it's like, you know, when crying, when crying wolf, okay, because they can't take the pressure of somebody criticizing them or anything, I take that very personal, okay? And I'm seeing it directly to business. If you suffer from a mental illness, fine, but if you're just saying it as an excuse to excuse your behavior, that's been going on for a while now and everything, whether it's you're not shooting the ball, you're not manning, you're not manning up to accept your responsibility in the whole fiasco that's going on right now, and you think as a, as a cop-out to get your way, to have like a petulant spoiled brat and everything, okay, that I've lost what little respect I had for you. Because that's not something you play with, for real. Because it, cause if you're crying wolf on that, you just use that as an excuse, you know, as a cop-out, that's going to make it that much harder for somebody that really suffers from a mental illness to get help. Because they're going to think somebody's crying wolf. Yeah, I, I highly agree. I'm glad that you actually touched on that because that's something that I wanted to talk about as far as the way that the, with the new development with Ben Simmons. I agree I, with you I because... Heard, I heard that you really just don't know how much that made my blood boil. And you know what? You're not the only person because people who actually deal with mental illness on a regular basis, like they kind of felt the same way. And then, and it, it's kind of messed up, too, in a sense that I, I pray that he actually is dealing with a mental illness and trying to get his mentals together because the fact that he can kind of use it to get what he wants, especially where the world is more socially aware with the with mental health, I think that's terrible so i pray that he's actually really going through some things and that he can actually get that worked out but if he's using it to continue to get his money because there is a, um, a rule in the cba if you are dealing with mental illness you can still get paid so that's a re like he hasn't been getting fined anymore yeah, either fines have stopped yeah that's a loop all, all it is good chances may not would not be good chances he's loophole to get paid okay and i call that you know Okay, yellow belly night is everything. You know, let's 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 say that. The potential branch straight up count. Okay, and that's all I'm going to touch on next. Because if I talk, if I talk about it anymore, it's going to give me anger, and I already am. Yeah, I get that 100. And, and speaking of anger, anybody seen Eagle defense? Uh, no. Last time I seen them is uh with Jimmy Johnson. That's the last time I remember seeing an Eagles defense. I don't. No, they made a brief appearance in Carolina. With, <laughs> even with Jim Schwartz. Okay, oh. the defense wasn't as vanilla. Okay, this fourth gave up all those points to the Super Bowl and still won because the offense was quick. All right. Oh, Fletcher Cox, I can understand his frustration and everything, but him to come out and just say what he said and everything, that's telling how the whole season of defense is going. Okay. You know, they're not aggressive. All right. They made their car look like Joe Montana. <laughs> right. He only missed three passes, and two of them because the receivers dropped the ball. Right. Yeah, the, the defense, it's it's just bad. Like, I, I don't understand. I feel like coming into the season, one of the big things that – what's his name, Mike Gannon? I don't know boy name at this Jonathan point. Gannon. Jonathan, Mike Gannon, Rich Gannon, they all the same guy. Anywho, I feel like they came in putting emphasis on taking away the ball, and you've barely seen that. Like, we've gotten some interceptions. We've gotten some interceptions, but I don't see a lot of fumbles being forced. I don't see any aggression. I feel like we saw some aggression. Literally, the Eagles team that we saw week one never surfaced again. Like, I, I just don't understand. We That was the most prepared the Eagles ever were. I cannot get over that. And the fact that we've literally, we, we've, we've made these game plans adjusting to the teams, and I get it. 
But the Eagles, when they came out week one, that Eagles def team that we saw was never defeated. It was never stopped. So for us to just go drastically far away from that game plan and style that we played to this abysmal 2-5 and five record, it's just beyond me. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Well, you also have to understand, I kept on telling people, they were playing in the Atlanta South. Yeah. Okay. I kept telling people that they got hyped by the first game. Or like they're playing the Falcons. It's only one game. Okay. True testament of the coach's philosophy is as the season goes on. And from what I've seen, I'm not impressed. Okay. The Lions, you know, they're going to the Lions next week. They used to be back in the day, you know, Lions were almost almost a guaranteed win. The Lions are 0-7. If the Eagles lose to the Lions and everything, uh, stick of the fork in the season is done. But deuces with the Lions now and everything, you think they're going to put a little more emphasis on saying, okay, y'all got rid of me for these jokers and everything, I'm going to run the ball down your throat. Mm. Okay, look, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, they didn't want Deuce because Deuce was not going to be a puppet for him. Okay, yep. mm -hmm. every time I listen to Dick Sirianni talking, I see the puppet strings like Pinocchio. All right, they wanted a coach they could cow, they could control, they could dictate to. Deuce wasn't having none of that. Okay, they got what they wanted. Okay, but for the same token, because they got what they wanted, they they wanted a puppet coach who was going to like you know be, be kowtowed to them and everything. They got exactly what they deserve. He's and under Jason Garrett. Draft picks coming up or anything. As long as how they do the picking and everything, I'm worried about that too. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, I mean, Devontae Smith, he's nice, okay, but unless Jalen unless Jalen Hurts improves accuracy and everything, it doesn't make a difference. Yep. Agreed. Did I miss anything? No, nope. you hit everything nope. right on the nail. <laughs> you hit right everything on the nail. It's just, it's by just. By the time they finally ran the dead ball, what happens? Miles Sanders gets hurt. Right, right on cue. And then, and then they completely go away from the game plan that they really had. So that just comes to show you that Nick Sirianni only game plan for one player. Like he didn't game plan for Jalen Hurts. He didn't game plan for Devontae Smith. He didn't game plan for for Kenneth Gainwell, the guy that he was giving so much more time and carries to. And they just went back to the regular vanilla stale offense Parker, that they Scott had. Signing. Oh my goodness! And he was great. I forgot all about. I, I forgot all about my boy. <laughs> Boston hey, Scott was great. Hey, sometimes we game plan, you know, with one person in mind. Sometimes it works. Derek Henry gets game plan every week, but hey, but you know, we're not as fortunate as Tennessee is. So we're not as fortunate as a lot of teams are. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Okay, bottom line is this season is look. I have no faith in the Eagles this season. I really don't. Okay, I really truly don't. And somebody help Alex, Alex Singleton get those tri those tread marks out of his chest. Because every time I turned around, he was eating dirt. He was going to run over. Okay. And somebody tell the Eagles, we need linebackers. Okay. We need linebackers. We need linebackers. Yeah. Not just guys in bodies. Not just, not just guys wearing uniforms and everything, like from 49 to 59. We need actual linebackers. Guys are going to stuff the middle. Okay. Guys are going to make tackle behind the line of scrimmage. That's true. They've gone so far away from linebackers. It's getting ridiculous. I mean, they emphasize this, this regime – he emphasized linebackers the same way Andy Reese de emphasized wide receivers before he finally got to you. What happened? They got to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Norris, I wanted to ask you a real quick question just to uh, switch subjects a little bit. So uh, right now, Dame is averaging a career low 17 points per game, and the Blazers are sitting at 1-2. and two. What are your thoughts? Well, Dame, Dame is, you know, Dame is having a career low, but if you look at the other, other side of it or anything, um, McCollum is balling out. 27 and points per game? Just think, if you go back, 
uh, right about now for Ben Simmons, Covington, McCullum, and the first round pick doesn't look too shabby now, does it? Nope. <laughs> no, it actually never did look bad. Especially if we get to keep Tyrese Maxey. People just get caught up in names. As far as, as, far as the end goes, if, if the Portland Trailblazers continue on their path of like, you know, being like stagnant, he might finally demand like his way out. But the bottom line is he's still an all-world player. Okay? It's not just going to take Ben Simmons to prime away from Portland. Nah. And Ben Simmons' value right now is at an all-time low. He's a laughing stock in the NBA. Absolutely nobody respects him. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, except for Danny Green. Probably. Probably. It, it's funny. Like, the TNT guys be killing them. Last week, um, they started the show, and they're like, oh, where's Shaq? They're like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then Shaq comes in late, and then Chuck's like, oh, look at you on your Ben Simmons. And then Shaq's, like, on his phone and everything. It's hilarious. They've been killing Ben Simmons. You know, and, I ho- and with the whole Ben Simmons thing, I hold the Sixers organization as a whole responsible, too. Ben Simmons plays a part in it. They pay a part in it, too. They cater to him. They they coddled him, they babied him, okay. And Daryl Moore is like, oh, we're, not, we're only going to take a superstar in return. Well, guess what, Moore? You're not going to get a superstar in return for Ben Simmons, straight up, okay. Looking back at it, like you said before, we should have traded him for Harden, but you know the Nets yanked the rug out from under that one. And while Ben Simmons' trade value was still high, we should have flipped him at the end of the season, okay. Really, because his trade value right now is at all time low. Right now, Malcolm Brogdon and Karis Levert. Their number one pick don't look too bad for him either, but that ain't happening. I know. Okay. Also, more needs to get out of his head that Ben Simmons is an all-world, all-league player because he is not. He's not. He is not. <laughs> and you're going to have to take pennies on dollars for his ball. And look, Malcolm Brogdon right now averaging 25, 8, and 8. How'd that sound? Precisely. <laughs> Crazy. My point, my point precisely. So, you may have taken the Sacramento for Buddy Hill, Marvin Bagley, and a bag of chips. <laughs> Okay. If, if we can even still and, get that. You know, like I said, Ben Simmons is the last of stock. He really is. Nobody in, nobody in the NBA would respect him. Okay? If they agree, keep your mouth shut. Okay? Cost is that thing to get the test. You know, letting the guys go by you and everything and shooting those horrible shots. I mean, really, seriously, what was he thinking? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I mean, I'm. Like I said, I'm still. I'm still completely off on Ben Simmons. I do feel, even though I, I hope that he is truly dealing with, uh, you know, his mentals right now. I do feel like the league has kind of eased up on him. You haven't heard as much Ben Simmons talk right now because that has came up, and and I feel like. I hope this was not a strategic move to get some pressure off him because the whole world was killing him. Oh, the whole, he could he, everything. Every time I turned on something, it was Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, this Ben Simmons, that. So it, it was a bar and a rap. I forget what rap it was. Uh. Okay, it is. I'm Dad, one last question before I let you go. Uh, so what linebacker would you rather have right now? Would you rather have Alex Singleton with fresh cleats or LeVon Kirkland in 2001? I'm at 2021 right now. Uh, between those two, I'd rather take 
be uh, attacking them. <laughs> How about that? That's funny. That's that's. I mean, that's just as effective. Ooh, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we better call him six and a half. We call him for the Oh yeah, I follow I follow him on my Twitter. He he there is no mercy. Mm. <laughs> and there's no person in the world who wanna angry at you like this stuff joint. Sure, man. Sounds like a perfect fit for fit for Cobra Kai. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, Dad. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Y'all take care. Next time I have my feelings, you amped up the right way there, boy. All right. <laughs> Bye. Uh, all right. See you. Peace. All right. All right. Uh, once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJNY. Yeah, running back sports show. Sports for the culture. If you want to call the Jordan discussion, drop that call number. Of course. 215-763-9596. And, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about it. Uh, so, if you had to grade the Give the Sixers a grade right now. First two, three games of the season. They're two on one right now. Their own loss came with a massive collapse against Brooklyn within the, like the la- like the last three minutes of the game. So if you had to grade them right now, what would you grade them as? Honestly, I would give them a B plus. Mm-hmm. The reason I give them a B plus is because one thing about the Seventy Sixers is you got five guys on the court who can all actually shoot. The only thing that I see that kind of I guess where they miss Ben a little bit is the transition offense. And that can easily be changed. I've seen Joel take over the transition, but let Maxi go. Let Maxi go. Like, Maxi, he, he slows it up. He definitely slows it up. You let Maxi get in that open court and just have the guys run, it's going to be almost the same Ben effect. Now you're just going to hope that Maxi can hit these guys where they want. I feel like a couple of these guys who are suffering without Ben, definitely Danny Green. Because he's not getting, he's not really getting the ball in the corner where he needs to be. But also, I feel like he don't be in the corner. Like, why you be shooting threes on the wing in the top key? That's not your shot, bro. Like he airballed I three mean, of them, Jones. I mean, like, and then like, yeah, transitions weird now because you see Danny Green, like, you know, taking it to the top of the three point line, just yeah, like, letting it fly. Granted, some of them do be going in, but some, I'm just like, that, but I'm like, yeah, this is something I don't want on the consistent basis. That Brooklyn game when he splashed the first two and never hit another shot. Yeah. Yeah, like, nah, some. So, yeah, I'm going to say a B. When that loss to Brooklyn, that game was definitely on Doc. That was 100% on Doc. A Doc Rivers special. Yo, Doc Rivers was in postseason form. Like, he was ready to go, just ready to blow leads like he always does. Um, that game was 100% on Doc. I'll never forget I'm watching and then um, watching the game. And I remember I'm actually texting Kai. I'm like, yo, Doc's about to blow this game. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm like, yo, make sure you ask Doc why Joel was not in, like at, at a certain time. He's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna ask him that. I'm gonna also ask him why he didn't challenge to play. Like, no, oh my god, that was that was uh, I was because I was it yelling. clearly hit his leg. I was like, yo, bro, bro, what? 
But, but even that play with Danny Green, when Danny Green took the took the charge and they called a blocking foul on him, I'm like, yo, like you're not gonna say like he just has no emotion. Like he just he just is like he just sitting there just just like looking with his big eyes. Like yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, like uh, it wasn't uh, good. I'm not I'm not gonna go. Uh, 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 I'm not gonna challenge uh, uh, it. Like first of all, it's two, it's a minute left. What are you saving the challenge for? It's like that that turned over the game because then they got the ball back and scored. What what is it? It's yeah. a minute something left. Like why do you not do anything? This is what happened last season. You don't don't do anything when like you don't stick up for the players. You're not getting into it when you. Oh, he sticks to. up for players. No. Oh, oh, at press conferences in the game, he don't do nothing. I want to say, you know what I want to say. He don't do crap. Yeah, this and is a PG show. I'm I've seen your other shows. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, it's just frustrating how he doesn't do anything in the game, bro. Call the challenge. These are plays that will change a game. These are like just like it's to get to know the feel of the moment. We were losing. The, we had that game the whole game. We pulled a typical Sixers move, and we were crumbling at the end. That last moment, like you know, that changed. Like you know, there was extra two points, three points that we lost because you don't want to challenge nothing. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't get it, at least you gave an attempt. At least you're getting the team right up. Like yo, like we're not gonna just lie down. You're just lying down. You're giving the impression that we're just lying down and taking what's happening. Because even if you use that, even if you use that challenge and it's failed, it's still you just taking that time out to like get everybody, right? You know, assess. But it was crazy. Yeah. And I honestly, I, sometimes I think about, well, I wonder what Seth thinks. Seth Curry. I know this is father-in-law, but does he ever think like, yo, Doc, his father-in-law, you ain't doing nothing. Seth just, Seth just probably here, just like, uh, I'm, I'm just here to hoop. I feel like that's how that's Seth's that, attitude. That does seem like his demeanor. Yeah. But I mean, still like, though, ain't got nothing doing me, right? Man. But still, it's just kind of wonder if he thinks. Dang, we lost. What do you mean we? <laughs> Seth, nah, Seth is like balling last game. He had like 28 yeah, points. Yeah, 28. He has six threes in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Seth is, uh, like, I think Seth is just getting better and better as he's progressing. I think what's good, too, I think the continuity with him because um, I think the things they said this is his first time playing for a team back-to-back, like, in his, like, whole career, NBA career. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never played for a team, like, two consecutive seasons. I think that's great growth for him. Yes, I think this is, maybe this is just him starting to hit his stride because now he has some kind of consistency and he knows where he's going to be. He's like, all right, you know, he's yeah. happy. And you can stay here for as long as you want, Seth. Yeah, I'm cool with Seth. Yeah, I ain't got Seth. no problem with Seth. Yeah. Seth who? Yeah. Like. But I, I do got to agree with you, Mark. Um, I give this team a B plus. I would I would have gave it like an A, but that Doc Rivers special or against Brooklyn kind of like should have won that game. Took it down an entire letter grade. Yeah. <laughs> For them but to win that game, you would think that they were like killing us. We were winning that whole game. Yeah. Right. So put it like put this in perspective, right? So say that say if you didn't watch the game, right? Knowing our situation, no Ben Simmons, barely have a point guard. Say you like just check the score, like okay, Sixers hung in there. But actually watching that game, oh, no, no, no. That was a bad game. That was a bad game. Like, I remember um, me and Chris was talking about this before we got on air. In the fourth quarter, most superstars check in around the eight-minute mark. They come in, they go the rest of the stretch. At the very worst, six. Right. Eight-minute mark hits, no Joel. Hmm, okay. Six-minute mark hits, hmm, still, no Joel. Chris, when did Joel come in? About, like, a little bit around four minutes. By then, it was already too late. Brooklyn had all the momentum, yeah, and it was a wrap. It was it was already too late. It was yeah. way too late. And even by then, Joel Embiid only got an opportunity to take one shot, and then like Danny Green kept airballing threes. And they scored only one point the final five minutes. Yes, that's that's all on Doc. That is all on Doc. It's in it's in times like that where it's like you can't be afraid when you have just one point on the board. I'm sorry, Tyrese, just go. I swear, Tyrese, just go. He's the fastest man on the court. <laughs> Unless he's playing against De'Aaron Fox, yeah. other than that, Tyrese just go. That's that's what I would do. If we we really just stale. Yeah, Tyrese go. Yeah, 
So and um, one thing I wanted to say though, so everyone has Brooklyn as the favorites right now, right? I don't. From what from knowing James Harden and how he plays, this version of James Harden, Brooklyn is not the favorites in my eyes as well. at all. To me, as of right now, as long as Kyrie's gone, it's Milwaukee's conference to lose. Yeah, because Brooklyn doesn't have a chance unless James Harden plays Houston basketball. They don't have a chance. Watching a passive James Harden is not exciting at all. Like, I get it. Like, Russ was criticized so much for not deferring to KD. All James Harden does is defer to KD. And there's nothing wrong with that. KD is a basketball god. James Harden is one himself. So, as long as we keep getting a passive James Harden, I don't see Brooklyn winning nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, unless they're like, yo, bro, I need you the way you were in Houston. Until then, even though 28-8 and eight is amazing, that's still going to get you an all-star game. Mm-hmm. But that's not – we can get more from that from James Harden. Yeah. We can get way more. And it's and crazy because his 20 be efficient. He'd be like 8 for 14 and have 20. But it'd be like, is he even in a game? Yeah. I've, I've seen three Brooklyn games this year. And I'm like, is James Harden on the court? And he'd just be there chilling, just deferring to KD. Not like there's anything wrong, but literally everything that Russ was criticized, James Harden is legit deferring to KD. And now, next, and you're, like you said, oh, now James Harden isn't doing enough. Why is James Harden not doing enough? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's funny thing is, like, maybe if we realize that maybe you guys are putting way too much on Kevin Durant. Maybe Kevin Durant's the problem on why in terms of criticizing him. Hmm. Never looked at it that yeah, way. Yeah, because everything that people criticize so many years for Russell West. Russell Westbrook, James Harden is getting that criticism. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, is if this is going to be the criticism of every single time somebody plays around Kevin Durant, maybe because Kevin Durant the problem. It right. could be. Maybe that's why he jumped the Golden State, and then once he got those two rings, he's like, all right, monkeys off my back. Let me take my own team to the finals. Yeah. And look, it looks like we got the same thing all over again. Yeah. But yeah, the James Harden point, um, he's averaging right now 17, eight assists, seven rebounds. So he's averaging a block and a steal a game, but as far as the efficiency, it's not really that good so far, especially with the rule changes. He's shooting thirty six percent from the field this ha, year. Ha, ha. It's not I don't think it's the rule changes, but it's I think it's no, his passive game. He complains play. about it. Yeah. He didn't complain. Uh-huh, the, the, he was in a press conference and they asked him no, about it. No, they asked him about it. He, he said, wasn't complaining. No, but he did say that like he agrees that he thinks that the calls are affecting what's going on. He says, I'm not going to complain. He said, I'm not going to complain about it. But he did say that he thought that that's, that was a factor. I yeah. think it's because they already labeled him the poster child. Like They already labeled him like he's well, yeah. the reason they're changing the rules. It's like him, and, he, him and Trey Young. But right. He, he, but he kind of like, he didn't say no. He was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'll put it well, like this. If he plays the way he played in Houston, th- those I feel like those rules are more for the jump shot fouls. When James Harden actually went to the rack, he got fouled. Mm-hmm. Like th- I feel like it's the jump shot fouls because James Harden gets a lot of four-point plays. Mm-hmm. Cool, whatever. But if he actually plays aggressive and play the way he played in Houston, he'll get them same fouls he used to get. Yeah. But um, back to the point. Uh, yeah, I give him a B. Joel Embiid, uh, he is like, you know, has like a bad knee so far. I mean, especially after that first What's game. Up with that? What's up with that? I thought he was all off-season rehab and he was good. Yeah, but uh, that happened in his first game, though. Yeah. He just yeah. came down on it. It was, it was an awkward landing, yeah. And then he fell on it against o- uh, Oklahoma City. That sucks. Yeah. And his knee was bleeding. How, like, that just sucks to be that big that you just fall on your knee yeah. and it's, like, but, just messed up. Yeah, but Joel Embiid uh, this year, kind of pedestrian sad so far, but it's his role changed because, obviously, the absence of Ben Simmons. He's averaging 21 points a game, s- a little over seven and a half rebounds. He leads the team in assists with five. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he has a near steal and a half a game, and he leads the team in blocks. So he leads the team in three different categories. <laughs> Sounds he like MVP to. candidate yeah. to me. Yeah, Steph Curry's second in the team in scoring with 20. Tobias Harris is averaging 19 and 9. He Tobias leads the team in rebounding, actually. Hmm. Oh, wait, no, he's second in rebounding. I get the Sixers a B. Yeah. That's my grade yeah. for the Sixers. I mean, that Nets game really made me mad. Yeah. But besides that, I think that with the, everything that's going on and with the whole Ben situation, I think that they're, you know, adjusting okay as a start for the start of the season. I like Maxi, and I think that everyone's just like stepping it up, and they're trying not to let this be like a monkey on their back. They're just kind of like, yo, it is what it is. And then to be honest, that Nets game once again shows you why the Sixers need someone who can get their own bucket in the fourth quarter outside of Joel Embiid. Yeah, literally. To me, if they would have did that, CJ Tree. CJ's averaging 27 points per game right yeah. now. Yeah, and my thing is, is that everything that I initially thought about Brooklyn, I'm like, cool, if we got a CJ McCollum to add to that, especially with the absence of Kyrie Irving, I'm like, oh, we're definitely beating these guys in seven because they don't have an answer for Joel Embiid. And that's the thing. The entire offense, sure, you still got your cutters and everything, but they're, they can legitimately now play four out with Joel in the post. Mm-hmm. And Joel Embiid is leading the team in assist, so he's going to find that open man. And there's going to be a lot of swing basketball because Joel Embiid is going to command the double team. Right. And his and his turnovers are down so far. Yeah. Even like and the, his his assist to turnover ratio is very low. Yeah. Yeah. I still like Maxi though. I'm I'm good on Maxi. Yeah. I, I want to see more from Isaiah Joe. And I just want to be the first to say shout out, even though this is crazy to me. Shout out Furkan Korkmaz. He's been playing the pretty well. He's been playing pretty well. He's been Even though Lou Dirt had him in whatever his name is, Lou Dirt or Lou Dort, whatever, Dort, yeah. had him on clamps. It was like, oh my god, stop! Like I'm like, oh my god, we really need a point guard. And then I'm like, oh my god, bring Max in. And literally, <laughs> all you see is Maxi checking because he was on clamps. It was like I've I've seen people like that in street ball where you're. It's like. All right, you got your street ballers who play like on the weekend, and then like out of nowhere, there's like a D1 guy who's there who's just like you know just messing around. That's literally what it looked like when Furkan kept trying to dribble and Lou Dirt's like, nah, pluck, nah, pluck. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? That was a nice uh, little sequence. But other than that, Korkmaz, in my opinion, he's been playing very well. I don't I, the thing I can't. I'm not gonna say what I say on in the text. But because um, it might offend people, but uh, this version of Cork Maz, I really like him a lot. He's uh, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He don't give a flying hoot. Yeah, you know I mean, he just pull. He pulled from anywhere. He was taking it to the rack though. Like yeah. that game, he was just like going to the rack. I was like, yo, where was this? Like, where was this Cork Maz last? So season? what happened was with the absence of Ben, right? This no, is I how know, but still, it's just crazy to see him. I know, but so he played. So with the absence of Ben, this is how he's actually used on his Turkish national team. So that's why Doc is using oh, you, that you way. Watch, you watch footage? You watch tape? I watch the Olympics. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's oh. how he played in the Olympics. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's the primary ball hitter. And that's the thing. Like, roles are obviously going to change. That's why Joel Embiid is bringing the ball over there. They have right. different ball handlers. Because last year when Ben was in, Ferk was pretty much just used as a spot-up shooter. Exactly. I mean, he's a good three-point shooter. Not, But that's not as much as he should be maximized. What you're seeing right now is pretty much what he's – been used to like when he has played in this national team, kind of, and same with Matisse Thybul as well. Yeah, he's cutting a lot more. Defense is still there. Yeah, but he look, can't hit a shot for his lifetime. Yeah, he can't. But but listen, <laughs> and the funny thing is, you actually called it uh, about you know the defense really hasn't taken that big of a hit because you got a seven. Yeah, because you still got Joel Embiid. And listen, as much as I don't like, as much as I don't like the guy, but even in relief, Andre Drummond is doing his thing. 
Oh yeah, he's getting the hustle plays. Especially, he's blocking. Uh, yeah, he's getting the re- he's getting a rebound. rebound. The guy got 19 rebounds in 17 minutes. I'm like, this. I is like his energy on the bench, coming off the bench. Like, I'm, what? I'm like, bro, this is ridiculous. He's way better than Dwight Tim for me. Uh, duh, yeah. he's only 28. Yeah, he's he's, he's still in his prime. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's getting it. Yeah, the only time I don't like him is like when he tries to do too much. Like tries to go in his bag. I'm like, bro, you don't got a bag. He bro. don't. It do be <laughs> funny to watch, but yo, when them passes get through, them Jones be filthy. It would be yeah. like, oh my god, what are you doing? But but every, when they get through, they're filthy. It's just like every time I try to see him do too much, I th- uh, the Harlem Glow try to steam just like pops. <laughs> I'm like, stop yeah. it. <laughs> I, know. I mean, hey, at least he's bringing some, you know, it's just it's fun though. Yeah, it's fun to watch. His energy's great. It's just the people, like, you know, it'd be good if the person he passes to made it. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Them highlights would be insane. Yeah, they made the, they yeah. make it, but they don't make it. But the one thing I really do love, that it is clearly it's evident and clear as day. What is it? The Chris? backup four and five is yeah. much much proof yeah it's able to that combination of niang and drama coming <laughs> off the bench a lot more sustainable in terms of keeping leads and keeping teams in games yeah. as opposed to what it was last bro year. i feel like niang don't miss his release is so quick i feel like whenever he's open that joint cash money yeah. taking over yeah and he's a and honestly he's a solid defender as well he's not bad and he, he got grit to him yeah. he got some real grit now it now once we see isaiah joe finally start to hit a couple of them threes that we've seen in the preseason Joel's going to be getting a lot of rest in the third quarter, yeah. for real, because we are going to continue to steamroll teams. And then, like, in, the, in those garbage time minutes, you're still going to see more of the development of Tyrese Maxey, getting more confidence under him. I'm, I'm, really, I'm still very high on Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, I'm very high on Yeah, him. the only thing that this team is missing right now is a legitimate backup point guard. That's it. another ball handler to operate the offense. That's it. Yeah. And, 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 and granted, I like Malik Milton. He's still not the answer. But honestly, at this point, I'll take him over Isaiah Joe right now. Yeah, Isaiah Joe. He <sighs> Isaiah Joe still hasn't made a basket yet, man. Yeah, Addis- he will tonight. He will tonight. He will tonight. He'll hit some threes. He'll hit some threes. He will tonight. I mean, look at this. Speak into existence. Yeah. He will. At this point, I wouldn't mind if we signed like a Raul Neto if he was available. Just yeah. someone who can bring up the ball. I still feel like Doc Rivers because. Remember, uh, Shake Milton had that thirty-nine point game against the Clippers a few years ago. Yeah, I yeah. bet Doc was on the other side. It was like, you know what? If I can get that, if I feel like I could tap into that again. He probably is trying to. He yeah. wanted to make him like the Lou Williams guy, and it's just it's just not working. No. Yeah, no. Sorry, man. Yeah, sorry, man. Uh, you're not Brett Brown, sir. Nah, it's not. <laughs> I, that's why I kind of wish we kind of could have got Schroeder on the low. Boston Yo. got him. Oh, that would have been. Yeah, that would have been perfect. That would have been freaking Wait, great right OKC. now. OKC. Initially, I wanted him. Yeah, before like he went we to the Lakers, got him for pennies. For real, man. shooter. No, shooter is a good point guard. I he's don't care what always been says. a solid point guard. He might have messed up. He might have fumbled the bag, but he's a good point guard. Uh, not apparently, he said that offer was never on the table. Mm. That's that's what he said. Yeah. But um, speaking of the Lakers for a second, how y'all feel about their start right now? I'm dying at the AD Dwight thing. Everyone keeps talking about that. I'm like, Yo, Dwight was married. He got snubbed off the top 75 list. Who cares? Bro? Which he should have been on there. Should have been on that list. He should have been on there, especially over AD. Yeah, over Dame too. Dame made it. Yeah, I didn't know Dame made it. Yeah, he made it. Dame shouldn't be on there. So wait, Dame made it over Clay Thompson? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Clay's number 77, man. Oh no. He's number 77 on the all-time Wait, list. and so you mean to tell me Dame also made it over Tracy McGrady? Yeah. Vince Carter ain't get it. Yo, honestly, like, they did, like, our generation got did so dirty. Did Chris Bosh make it? I think he did. No. He okay. Did. No, I don't think he no, made it. No, Bosh made it. He okay. Did? He better. Yeah, but to me, like, it, it, the biggest thing about it is, is that, so you're trying to tell me a team that won 73 games only had one top 75 player of all time? 
No, two. Oh, wait, no, Katie wasn't there yet. Yeah, that was the year before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. St- okay, so I didn't know Dame made it. So, yeah, Clay should definitely take yeah. Dame's spot. In my well, y'all opinion. even said it. Like, he hasn't been playing. So, people only know what they see and read. You know what I mean? They don't know what's in front of them. He hasn't played. But he played seasons. enough of the decade. No, I know, to I know. Make but I'm the just squad. saying. Like, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, why did AD make it over Dwight? The, the league just don't like the white. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Like it's just. <laughs> I really don't. I don't get it. Whatever's either. in the, league the don't like the, white. the guy is a multiple time defensive player of the year. Uh, he literally was the best center for like several years in the league. Literally got his team to an NBA Finals. Literally. So literally. I, I I don't get it. To me, it's like why ter- it's the same thing. It's like why Terrell Owens wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's still especially. Yeah, that's still. Like, oh, but eventually got in. I'm like, yeah, he eventually got in, but he sh- it shouldn't have taken that long. Yeah, no, that's garbage. That's, that's absolute garbage. I I'm like I'm not like of course we want Dame here, but I didn't I didn't know Dame made it over Klay Thompson. Yeah. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, Dame has always been a great player, but even like prior to the any Ben Simmons James Harden trade, when people were talking about trying to give the same package for uh, James Harden to get Dame, I'm like. No, that's too much. Like, you don't understand how much better <laughs> James Harden actually is than Dame. Like, he he really is. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. He he yeah. always has been. So that's why I was always like, wait, we going to give up all this for Dame? Like, I do like Dame, yeah. but and it's a lot. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like I was, on, I was on a post on Twitter, and I'm just like, because they were hearing, like, no way that you could justify Dwight Howard's accomplishments over Dame Lillard. And then I just see people just capping, just like, well, that Damian Lillard is one of the reasons why the, the game it is today. I'm like, no, it's not. It's Steph Curry. Yes, exactly. Right. I'm, you, like, I'm, like, okay? I'm like, Damian Lillard is literally just doing what a poor man is a poor man's version of Steph Curry. He is. He is. And, and he's like, even said it. He takes he takes things that he's learned from other point guards and work on them in the offseason. Yeah. He said first he started with Chris Paul, seeing how Chris Paul is able to navigate and then boom, boom, boom. Then he really took that Steph stuff. Wait. Wasn't there that comment someone made? Oh, it was about Clay. Someone was saying like, "Oh, how could you put Clay? O- I mean, I mean, Dame over Clay, not here." And then Dame responds, "He's like, well, apparently your opinion don't matter or whatever." Justing that? Yeah. It's on no, Instagram. I, I mean, look, I'll still take him as a sixer, but no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but I definitely think over Clay. If you just look look at the the uh, the body of work, yeah, no way, body of work. Like yeah. Clay is a three time champ. Yeah, but then the argument is like, well, Steph is the reason why I'm up. But in, in the still, no, look, not alone. Listen, listen, That's if you true. bro, if you can shoot, you can shoot. Clay's in Clay's lights out. Yeah, Clay is a flamethrower. I mean, like no question. The man only dribbled the ball eleven times to get sixty points. Nobody else. Clay has broken records on his own. Besides Steph, he has his own accolades. He, like, give yeah. me, yes, he's been a part of the Warriors because he was drafted there, but he has his own his own lane. Yeah, and you the, know. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, if he never blew his ACL. Out during that NBA Finals, he was probably he was on pace to win Finals MVP. I think he would have got it that year. Yeah, because we don't know what was going to happen with KD because KD went down again. Yeah, so yeah, Clay was the most consistent part on that on that uh, Warriors team. It's crazy. Yeah, but anyway, Sixers nest tonight. Matt is in the Garden. You don't we all know how crazy the Garden has gotten. They're special. going nuts this year. Yeah, them fans. Oh yeah, <laughs> just saw the videos. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like so yeah, like they're like going crazy outside the Garden. Like yeah. all right, yeah. Right yeah. now the um Sixers the Sixers uh, are plus one and a half. So looks like the money line is on. Oh, yeah, on the Knicks. Yeah, they yeah. Even though the Sixers have beaten the the Knicks fourteen straight times. Yeah, they're out of their mind. Sixers yeah. Sixers want to spank them. Six on Spank. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's going to be Julius Randle. It's going it, to be. It's going to be a grit and grind game, and yeah. it's still going to be like a Doc Rivers. Six won't win though. Yeah, there's going to be a yeah, but Doc Let's Rivers. Hope. Yeah, Doc Rivers is going to make it close. 
Yeah, yeah, you know how Doc is. Yeah, yeah. God forbid we need to challenge the last two minutes. Doc ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. He's yeah. he old and stuck in his ways. He probably still don't know that rule exists. Like, bro, like, Yo, do just, something. Yeah, here's the thing. Let listen. First three quarters, I'm fine with Doc. Fourth quarter, let Sam Cassell take over. Jesus Christ, somebody, <laughs> anybody. Yo, how are we feeling about the new announcer? About <laughs> Kate Scott? Yeah, I like her. I'm cool with Kate. She's cool. I like her. Yeah. It it. it that it's, initial, it feels the, different. The initial game, it took me to like get rid of the Mark Zoom off. Like, okay, I'm not used to, like, not used to this lack of excitement. But K Scott's definitely growing on. Yeah, me. someone texted me. They were like, "She's not excited. She doesn't get excited enough for me." I'm like, "Well, maybe she's just kind of like you it's know." Only been three games. Yeah, yeah. she she got to get into it. I'm, she got to know the her. players. Yeah. She she knows. She just got to come up with her own zooisms. I did love. It was perfect timing when she said "garbage to gold" because I felt that. Yo, I felt that. Like yo, he just did turn that in garbage into gold. Yeah, did love. But then that. they were just laughing. He was like, "Yeah, Zuma might be mad at you." <laughs> but anyway, uh, this has been Chris Thomas. Mark Thompson. Shiko Karn. This has been a run of best sports show, Sports for the Culture, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Until next time. Peace. Later.